93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Monday, September 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one person was injured in a fast-moving fire in the Parkside section of the city early Monday. The fire broke out at about 2.15 a.m. on the 1200 block of North 52nd Street. The three-story building houses a t-shirt business on the first floor and apartments on the second and third floors. Firefighters helped 10 people down from the upstairs apartments, six of whom were children. One of the adults refused medical care. The rest were taken to the hospital to be treated for smoke inhalation. The heaviest fire was coming from the front of the second floor. One resident says that he was asleep when he smelled smoke. He said the smoke was too dense to escape down the stairs, so he waited outside on the ledge until firefighters arrived <laughs> to help him and evacuate his family. God. Scary, right? Yeah. Fire crews remain on the scene. A stretch of North 52nd Street is closed down at Gerard Avenue. Uh, because of the fire, the cause of the fire is still under investigation. A Burlington County, New Jersey mother is desperately searching for her 17 year old daughter, Aviana Weaver, who went missing on September 11th. Aviana's mother, Angelica Scarlett, says her daughter left their West Hampton home and said she was going to a friend's house but never returned. Now she believes her daughter is a victim of human trafficking. She says there is uh, com- this is completely out of character for her daughter and that they notice she's in danger because they've seen photos of her on these human trafficking websites. Uh, oh, since her disappearance, Scarlett and her husband have tried to find her. They went to West Philadelphia where their daughter's phone was last pinged at 49th and Woodland. Uh, she was spotted in North Philadelphia near Broad and Erie, and they knocked on doors and walked around with police to try to help find her. I watched a special on this recently, Kathy, and I always thought, okay, I had a, a, a grip on what this is like. It's far more extensive than you would it's imagine. So it's a multi-billion dollar worldwide industry. Mm-hmm. And um, the, amount, the people that you normally think, okay, these are the people that are being picked off for this. It's all over the place. It's just a crazy amount of this going on. And I had no idea that the severity, and this is right in line with the case like they were examining in this uh, documentary. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people... If it is, in fact, what it is. A lot of people don't think that human trafficking is a problem here in our country. Or it even, is. Even in Philadelphia, there's actually a human trafficking task force. I believe that they're out of Kensington. Um, but, I mean, they work specifically because human trafficking is a problem in Philadelphia. Well, what is a human trafficking website? I don't quite understand what they mean by that. I guess where they're going to, to kind of filter through the, the women, like where the, the buyers can go and look at them. Really? Yes. I, I, I mean, how is that legal? I have no well, idea. Well, there's also there's there are also like a, like dark dark websites and things of that nature, and people who are in the know know where to go and get this information. But I was blown away by the extensive nature of this. Uh, Ariana's search is gaining national attention, and thanks to social media, several celebrities have posted messages using the hashtag Bring Aviana Home. Blue balloons are now up in the Burlington County community where she lives, uh, and including at Rancocas Valley High School where she is a senior. Police say a man was electrocuted while he was attempting to steal wiring from a building under construction in northeast Philadelphia Monday morning. It happened at 2.15 in the morning on the 2100 block of Byberry Road in northeast Philadelphia. Police said the 30-year-old man suffered third-degree burns and uh, to be removed from the property, uh, had to be removed from the property by rescue crews. He was taken to the hospital. He is now listed in critical condition. Power was knocked out in the area for some time following the incident. In sports this morning... Yeah. 
After all the drops and turnovers and costly penalties, the Eagles still had a chance to walk out of their own stadium with a win over the Lions on Sunday afternoon, but they couldn't get it done. What the f- is this? They lost to the Detroit Lions 27-24 to and are now 1-2 and heading into a very tough game. They have a short week and play in Green Bay Thursday night against the Packers. Game time on Thursday night is at 8-20. The Phillies began their final week of the season by barely showing up in Cleveland. They made three errors, two of which were extremely costly and route to a self-destructive 10-1 loss. To the, the Cle- to the Cleveland Indians on national television. Their minuscule postseason hopes could be extinguished before Aaron Nola even gets to the bullpen to warm up for the second game of Tuesday's doubleheader in Washington. If that happens, the right-hander should pitch four innings, which would give him over 200 for the season, and then shut it down until clear water. There are eight games remaining. Game time on Tuesday is at 7.05. And the Flyers beat the Rangers 4-1 on Saturday in yeah. uh, preseason hockey. They have another preseason game in Boston against the Bruins tonight at 7 o'clock. And the Union lost to the Red Bulls 2-0 in New York yesterday. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. All right, here we go. Monday morning. New word of the week prize. Let me tell you about this because this is pretty damn awesome. We were just talking about Breaking Bad the other day in El Camino, the movie that's coming out. We have a trip for two to Los Angeles for the premiere of that. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So October 6th through the 8th. Wow. Quick little little uh, two-day jaunt to L.A., but it does include round-trip airfare, two nights lodging in Hollywood with daily breakfast for two, passes to the premiere, and more. And you never know who you're going to meet at those things because sometimes the stars are out. Of course. And you get pictures and you run into people in Hollywood. So They ran a commercial for it last night, a teaser commercial oh, for right. it during the it Emmys. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really just coming around a car. Well, I'll, I'll send it okay. to you. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I want to see that. So we uh, the the movie, by the way, is going to be premiering globally on Friday, October 11th. So you can get to see it before anybody else. Pretty awesome deal. So we'll do yeah, a letter yeah. at the end of the program, and then we give away that prize on Friday. So you want to uh, stay with us and be a part of that. Uh, we also have uh, guest-wise this morning, a gentleman named Miguel Gomez is going to be here. And it's really a unique thing. Casey, were you the one that brought me up to speed on this? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a video store in Ardmore. It's called Viva Video. I pass it all the time. Do you? I do. Yeah. Apparently, it's the last video store in America. Yeah. I had no idea. Really? And I, it, always, I, pass, I would pass it and say to myself, how does this thing stay in business? And, and now we know. It's got a, a rabid fan base, Kathy, and huh. I saw a little teaser for this special that's going to be coming out. It's going to be uh, Sci-Fi's Wires Midnight Rewind, and it's uh, the season premiere is going to be on September 29th, and it's going to be about Viva Video, and people come to this store all the time, the, 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 they're fanatics for it, and they uh, apparently they have movie screenings all the time, they'll showings of movies, and this guy's a movie buff, and... It's really interesting, and it's this cool little gem that's right in our area. I, yeah, the story's fascinating, and it's a bunch of like cinephiles and people who just love to talk movies, getting together. It's, it's almost like Comic Book Man, the article yeah. I read said, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so we're going to have Miguel, who owns the store, come by this morning. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. It was a very cool, very unique guest. So uh, that, and of course, uh, Money Shark oh. is going to be taking place. So your opportunity to win some cash this morning. $1,000, we just kind of kick-started. It happens five times throughout the day. So 8 a.m. will have your opportunity to win that grant and maybe even $10,000. And if you don't know how to do that, don't worry. I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Get on board for that. Uh, Nick is out today. Apparently, we got a, we got a text from him in the middle of the night. He's in a lot of pain. He broke his other leg. No. Yeah, yeah, but so, he, he made his, somehow or another his his 
broken leg has gotten worse. I, I told know. I told him I, I thought he was pushing it when he came out to the, uh, uh, the bitch, bitch box. box thing. I know. And last week he was walking on it, I think, a little bit too much, and it started to swell up, and it started to hurt him. So who knows what he did over the weekend. I know he had two appearances. He so. was practicing for dancing uh, with the local stars, right. too. exactly. Yeah, which is probably a mistake. But well, yeah, I've seen him, too much. I've seen him walk without the crutches on the boot, and he should probably exclusively use the crutches for a little while. They, they gave him encouraging information when he met with the, uh, I guess, a surgeon or whatever on uh, Friday or Thursday or whatever Thursday, it was. Yeah, I think. And, and so uh, he, he may have taken that a little too liberally. Yeah, you gotta. He was doing toe touches over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't. Can't do that. Toe touches. <laughs> yeah. We jump up and oh, touch that your toes. in the air. We're up in the air. Well, yeah, you know. I mean, it looks like fun. But... You think you're good. You think yeah. you're good. All right. So uh, Marissa's going to be in the, in the studio this morning filling his spot. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Emmy Awards were last night. We'll run down some of the uh, the winners and so on and the other entertainment stories we have for you, as well as a stupid question and some giveaways. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question this morning. We have to give away a pair of tickets in a suite to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway. Oh, man. Well, Jackie at the races. Jackie at the races, and Brent is a huge fan. That is his thing. That's so his thing, yeah. You will, uh, you will have good company. If you can answer this question correctly, uh, which U.S. coin depicted a bison on it between 1913 and 1938? 215263 WMMR. Which U.S. coin depicted a bison on it between 1913 and 1938? Call right now, 215 wmmr Let's see if you know the answer. Today is Monday, September 23rd. And I'll roll through some birthdays while we're waiting for you to call in. Jason Alexander. Turns 60 years old today. 60 years old for Jason Alexander. Yeah, Seinfeld fan. And when he first started, that that role uh, was, they were flirting with the notion of making uh, or having Larry David play that role because it's basically Larry David. Yeah. uh, And uh, then Jason Alexander and then, you know, Larry David pulled back and said, I'll be more in the producer thing for a brief moment, though. But uh, he he made it that Costanza is one of the legendary characters of all yeah, time. Yeah, most definitely. And, but he's still, you know what, in, in movies you'll see roles that he was in pre-Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Pretty Woman. Remember he was Pretty the Woman's lawyer. Pretty Woman's really good. Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal, He had yep. that nubby tail on the oh back. Oh, my God. <laughs> he had a tail that, that was wag. so funny. Yeah. He was great in that. Jason Alexander, 60 years old today. Julio Iglesias. Ah. The Spanish singer. Is celebrating his 76th He's birthday a, today. The one that goes to that before? Yes, it was a big hit with him and uh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Uh, they did a duet on that song. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who's his son? Enrique uh, Iglesias. Iglesias. Yes. Uh, so 76 years old, old today for Julio Iglesias. Uh, big, you know what? I'll save the big one for last. Hang on a second here. Uh, all right, actor Chai McBride. Uh, shows like Hawaii Five O. He's in movie uh, Gone in sixty seconds. He's really good. He's good in Undercover Brother. He's in a movie that I really liked, which is called Roll Bounce. It's about roller skating, and he's the father in that. He is uh, fifty eight <laughs> years old today. Undercover Brother is uh, oh, is fantastic. God, it's a great movie. So funny. Yep, I agree. 
Uh, Mary Kay Place, the actress. Yes. Everything from uh, Private Benjamin to The Big Chill to The Mom in Sweet Home Alabama. First time I remember seeing her was on a show called uh, Fernwood Tonight. Do you remember that years ago? There was Mary Hartman and... Friendwood Tonight. I remember Mary Hartman, but I don't remember yeah, Friendwood yeah, yeah. Tonight. And they were all part of, I guess they were maybe the Groundlings or whatever, and they kind of oh. came over into that show. Mary Hartman was a weird show. It was, was a it, weird was show. evening weird soap opera thing. Right. And yeah. Norman Lear, I think, produced it. Okay. And uh, so it, it did have a like a weirder, darker comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So she's 72 today, Mary Kay Place. Hey, one of our favorite people, Anthony Mackie. Ah, love him. Has his birthday. He's been here in our studio. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Would love to have him back in, but now look at what he's doing is uh, his show with uh, Captain America. Yeah, He is Captain America. That is correct. Uh, He was in The Hurt Locker, A Million Dollar Baby, um, you know, several of the, uh, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. He is uh, 41 years old today. And the last birthday I saved for you, it is Bruce Springsteen's 70th Whoa! birthday Whoa! today. So a big birthday for the boss. Happy birthday to me! Yep. He's, uh... Hey, everybody, get ready to say happy birthday! And really... Continues to have groundbreaking success with the the Broadway show and everything did so well. Did you watch it? I have not it's seen it. It's on Netflix. Okay. And um, I don't want to say I went into it not wanting to like it, but I'm like, okay, what is this going to be? Yeah. I really liked it. Okay. Really liked it. And now he's got this uh, movie coming out. I'll get more on that in uh, in music news. But it's essentially. He's the new Ant-Man. No, it's essentially. Uh, Look at I'm as tiny as that. <laughs> It's essentially the, uh, the the stage show, but done on film. Okay. Kind of like that. And, uh, yeah, with some added scenes of him out in life, you know, and so on. All but, right. Uh, but I saw the teaser for it, uh, the last movie I went to see, and it uh, looks pretty good. So, uh, happy 70th birthday to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. He's looking good. Yeah, he is. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Uh, which U.S. coin depicted a bison on it between 1913 and 1938? 215-263. WMMR is the number. And we'll go to, uh, let's go to Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Rock. Thank oh, you. Yay! Eileen, do you know the answer? I think so. Is that the buffalo nickel? Uh, yes, it was a nickel. Absolutely <laughs> correct. Yep. Bruce is so happy. He's still singing. <laughs> Hang on, Eileen. We got some NASCAR love for you. A pair of tickets to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway on October 6th. NASCAR returns to Dover October 4th to the 6th. And tickets start at 50 bucks, but kids' tickets are as low as $10. Get yours today at DoverSpeedway.com. By the way, I did not know this. I could have saved this for another time. The scientific name for a bison, do you know what it is? No, I do not. Bison bison. Bison bison. bison wow. Bison, apparently so. Bison bison is the scientific name for the bison. That is correct. All right. Uh, let's see what happened in the box office this weekend. Number one, uh, the cassette was here in our studio last week. Downton Abbey. That blows my mind. Took number one at the box office. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, were anticipating it and went out and showed their support. They needed to see it. Kath, did you didn't go see it, did you? I didn't go, no. Okay. I couldn't go this weekend. I really want to see it, though. It All was right. up against some heavy hitters. Yeah, Ad Astro was second, and uh, unfortunately, old John Rambo, Rambo Last Blood, came in third, beat out by Downton Abbey and Ad Astra. Uh, then you had uh, It. Chap- yeah, he was He was not none Not happy. happy. Yeah. 
Uh, fourth was It Chapter 2. Then you had Hustlers, The Lion King, Good Boys, Angel Has Fallen was eighth, followed by Overcomer. And uh, number 10 is Fast and Furious Presents Hobbit. Ah! Yeah, there it is. There's Overcomer. That's a scene from Overcomer. So was that the second week? Was that the second week for it? Uh, I, I want to say it was the third week, actually. Okay, yeah, but it, it was the second week for Hustlers, and that dropped to fifth. So uh, there you go, Downton Abbey ruling the box office. Very okay. cool. Uh, the Emmys were last night. Do we want to go through some of that here? We can. It, it was it was a kind of a. Um, I uh, people were asking me what I thought about it online, and I the truth of the matter is, is I thought it got the job done. Pretty efficient. In fact, there were times they were running ahead of schedule. Yeah, they actually had to pad it a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, and they they did a lot of you know uh, cutting right to the to the awards, and they just conga lined it. Well, that's what happens, I guess, when you don't have a host. You don't have a host. Which they did make a couple of jokes about not having the host and how stupid it was. And not only that, Kathy, I don't, if you're watching, they also in many cases had the uh, the nominees read off stage, and so the celebrity or person coming out to present was merely announcing the winner. Oh, okay. Wasn't going through the, the nominees. Yeah. Yeah, normally they say, and for lead supporting actor. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 And uh, then they run through the montage and so on. I, I did read this, because I, I didn't watch it, but uh, um, that in some of the presentations, uh, the audience seemed to guffaw a bit when Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner oh came God. on stage and pretended that keeping up with the Kardashians is one hundred percent unscripted and unfiltered. Yes, yes, yes that uh, they were presenting, of course, for reality television, said so to show that they're, they're that um, just watching people be themselves yeah. can be entertaining. Can be entertaining. And our, our family knows firsthand how truly compelling television comes from real people just being themselves. They, but the crowd, the whole crowd, left Laughed. like as if that was their punchline. It was their joke, and both of them were like. What? Kind of, yeah, like what? What just happened? No she, kidding. Yeah. Oh, so look, look at what, look at what real life. So we're looking at a clip of them. First off, Kendall is about seven feet five inches tall. My God! And and uh, uh, they're, they're both standing side by side. They look like they've come from another planet of Amazonians. Yeah. And uh, when she says, "Just real people," yeah, being real. I and will say she. Everybody laughs, and then you can see on their faces, you it was can, like, yeah. They're a little confused. They're a little confused as to why they're laughing. But she did at least tone it down. She sounded a little bit better, not so much like that. They okay. didn't say much, though. They just that, that was just a brief introduction and then right into the awards. But so, it, you know. And she was reading, too. You well, know what I mean? All, I they all read, yeah. she, No, and I, I know, but I'm saying I think when Kim talks in her normal, everyday conversation, that's when you get a lot of she that. She can sort with the like and the this and the, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, but the, sh- the show overall, I Again, I, I thought was pretty efficient, Preston. If, if you're there okay. to see awards, they gave them to you. Okay, fair enough. Uh, going in, HBO's Game of Thrones was leading the pack. They had 32 nominations. Next up was Amazon Prime's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with 20 nominations. All told, HBO ended up snagging a uh, an amazing 137 nominations. Netflix came in nipping at the heels with 117. Uh, ultimately, as far as the big winners went, uh, Fleabag one big time for comedy series, which I'd heard in passing, but I haven't talked to anybody or heard any reactions of people who've actually seen it. So last night, when it won a couple of awards, believe it or not, I jumped over to uh, Amazon Take and I watched it. two episodes, nice. came back, and then watched the rest of the uh, the Emmys by zipping. I, th- I found it very funny. 
Okay. So I can see why it's it's a contender, but or why it's a winner now. Uh, Game of Thrones also brought home gold. Uh, outstanding drama series and outstanding supporting actor. I'll go into the details on that in a little bit. Chernobyl did very well. Love Chernobyl. It was uh, a great. If you have not seen Chernobyl, it's what five six episodes. Or yeah. you got to see it. It's great. Um, I'm, that's definitely on the list. Uh, it it took home three awards: outstanding limited series trophy, as well as writing and directing awards. So uh, they did well. Here's here's the the list of some of the bigger categories because. I went through the uh, the everything list. Yeah, yeah. There's a gazillion categories. There's a, yes. So I'll just get to the the biggies. Outstanding drama series went to Game of Thrones. Outstanding comedy series went to Fleabag, as I had mentioned. Uh, lead actress in a drama was Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. That's the um, everyone. Everyone's talking about that show. It's supposed to be really good, um, but. Uh... You know, I I have no desire. I don't know why this show just does not appeal to me at all. Lead actor in a drama went to Billy Porter for Pose. Anybody know what Pose is about? Uh, it's about, I believe it's about the trans community. That's okay. what it seemed to be about because they had a lot of people in the audience who were uh, associated with the show. Directing in a drama series went to Ozark. Uh, supporting actress in a drama went to Julia Garner for Ozark. And supporting actor in a drama went to Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones, and he deserved it. The best reaction was, uh, in, in as far as a subdued win, in, you know, uh, Jason Bateman won for directing for Ozark, an episode of Ozark. Okay. And the look on his face was literally like, uh, what? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he was totally... Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, this needs. This is probably a mistake. I love him. Yeah, he's, he's great. He, uh, everything about him, I dig. I love that show. It's really good. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, lead comedy... I'm sorry, let's go to supporting actor in a comedy series went to Tony Shalhoub uh, for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and supporting actress in a comedy series went to Alex Borstein. Second year. She won in, uh, last year. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I love... Both of those characters from that show. So good work on their end. Uh, lead comedy, lead uh, actor, uh, I'm sorry, actress in the comedy went to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's from Fleabag. Mm-hmm. And uh, lead actor is Bill Hader for Barry. Bill Hader, he's but... a juggernaut. I, I've watched a few episodes. It's very funny. They got a great cast. Henry Winkler won last year, you remember, for... Actually, they were in, in the category with Winkler were three or four other castmates... From uh, from the show, so he was competing against his own coworkers. Yeah, it's crazy because so uh, it, you know in the series he plays uh, a hitman who ends up in L.A. and ends up in an acting class. So he's a guy who doesn't know how to act. So like I, I think his range for this show is really sort of all over the place because when he does have these scenes where in the show he's actually. A good actor, like he's acting, uh, you know what I mean. Like there, uh, there's just little no. sub- subtleties to his character that are really, really dick. You mean so? So, but, but does he present a, a wider range of acting abilities than you originally thought? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he's it's, playing an actor. He's who's playing not an actor. Who's not an actor? Who actually who's trying to learn how to act is actually being a good actor. Like there's a scene. I in, know what you mean. Yeah. 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 There's levels to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting scenario when you have to say pretend that you're a bad actor and you're uh-huh. a really good actor like this morning you know I mean? I'm, I'm pretending to be inarticulate <laughs> right yeah right exactly and i am in awe of your performance <laughs> it's so amazing far, <laughs> uh casey i have a question yeah you're scrolling through all of our audio clips i can't help but notice do we have any audio from the Emmys? We are having so many oh it's in zeta i put it i put it in uh, we, we, we are having so many you you don't 
know the behind-the-scenes <laughs> technical issues we're having this morning, but we're doing a good job at ignoring them and can soldiering through. Professionals, right. we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm inarticulate, and the equipment's falling apart. Other than that, we are doing a great job this morning. We, uh, and I'd we like d- to applaud us all. All of the Emmy <laughs> clips that you have, we do have now. We can play them in the Zeta All right. Would you like stack. to uh, go through them then? Yes. Ben Stiller talks about Bob Newhart <laughs> as if he was dead. So let me explain. They uh, He comes out. Obviously, since they have no host, they, everyone comes on, comes little presentation before they do the awards or a few of these throughout the show. And he's talking about the history of television. He comes out and there is a wax figure of George Burns. And then he goes and then on to Lucy, who created the sitcom with Ricky. Uh, and then he moves over to what appears to be at first a wax figure of Bob Newhart. OK. And then he starts talking. What would Bob think today if he could see how the rules have changed? Imagine his surprise if he saw some of tonight's nominees. Then, then, oh. then, I'm, I'm still alive. Yeah, no, I, I knew that. I don't think so. You put me with George and, and, and Lucy in this weird wax <laughs> museum of comedy. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's this is it's more like it's like legends, alive, dead, all different types of legends. <laughs> well, this legend is going to kick your ass. <laughs> that way you'll know I'm alive. Sorry, I, re- I thought you didn't curse. You thought I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Man. Ninety years old. Newhart's awesome. Yeah. Uh, here is, uh, this is, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and, uh, Stephen Colbert together. Yeah. And to, to Kathy's point about, uh, them complaining about having no hosts. Okay. These guys talked about the impact on their industry. All right. Here we go. I'm sorry, but this show sucks. You would have been a great host. You would have been even better, Stephen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just sad. Hosts aren't optional. Without a host, who would read the words, you know my next guest from the hit series NCIS New Orleans? That's right. No one would. Without a host, who would sit behind a desk and pretend to be interested in Jason Bateman's vacation stories? And they cut to Bateman at that point. You know what else didn't have a host? The Titanic. And look what happened to them. (laughs) They won an Oscar. But who gave it to them? A A host. host. Actually, I think it was a presenter. But guess what? That's who they come for next. That's right. I'm telling you, if we let this slide, the next thing you know, they'll start using Alexa to present the nominees. Okay, here are the nominees. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And then we have a clip of uh, Lauren Michael. So uh, SNL won for Comedy Variety. Okay. uh, And he got up, and uh, it's rare that he talks longer than just a few words, but um, he mentions the episode that, you know, they submit a particular episode of the series for consideration. He uh, talks about that, and it clearly made an impact on him. So listen. The show that we submitted was a show that Adam Sandler did. And uh, he came back to host 24 years after he left. And in the middle of the show, he did a tribute to Chris Farley. And the crew and the cast and everyone who was in that studio, most of whom had worked there when Chris Farley and Adam Sandler were young men. It's rare that you see a cameraman tear up or a boom crew crying but it was a very very chilling moment and very powerful and it's those kind of moments which is why we're going into our 45th season 
And, uh, and that sort of thing is what keeps us there, that and the politics. It was that song he sang for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, so yeah, he, I remember that. That was really that was super powerful. Touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had done that song on his, on stage for his special. I think his Netflix special. Yep. yep. And he he felt that he asked if he could do it during SNL proper. Yeah. Man, that leveled everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's a little clip of Halsey who's saying "Time After Time." So I I don't know. I I hate to admit it, but I love the. In memoriam section, yeah, because it just—I know—it reminds me of people that I I love, and, and, and you know, for the most part, these are a lot of people we're going through. And again, as always, you oh my god, that's right, they died, they passed. But she did a nice version of Cindy Lauper's "Time After Time." We'll listen to a little bit of it. Singleman got the uh, initial. And then they were booing some. No, no. Oh, for I'm a sucker for this song. Uh, is it, yeah. I still it love it. It gets me every time. Yeah. And Rob from uh, uh, the Hooters. The Hooters wrote yeah. this song. Yeah. Still making uh, total money off of it because it's still uh, beautiful. Yeah. Still resonates. All right, nice. All right, so that's it for the Emmy update, folks. Yeah, everybody, every, the speeches were pretty standard. Uh, they kept everyone to a time limit. And uh, I have to ask you, though, not watching uh, Game of Thrones, there was uh, one of the actresses uh, is like seven feet tall. Um, appeared to be. Did you guys, did you see did that? Did she have short blonde hair, really, uh, like, kind of big as well? She's big. That's like tall. Bri- Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's she, uh, she's also in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah she's... Oh, she's uh, the one of the Imperial... Um, yeah, she's in, a, like, a, a silver outfit, well, and you'd never see her face. Christ, but... they didn't need to put her in that outfit, because she's scary. She's huge. Yeah, she's, she's very big. She's one of my absolute favorite characters from that entire and series. She was wearing something last night that looked like it came right out of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're looking at Marissa pulled up a picture of her. Yeah, this really big red gown. But yeah, that's her. That's Brienne. Brienne. It's great to be here! Brienne's a badass. In the book, too. She's one of the the only real chivalrous characters of the entire series, believe it or not. So, uh, nice. Well, uh, I do a couple other stories. Yes, let's go. Uh, to we knocked the, uh, the Emmys off. That's all you need to know. If you will, I will uh, get into a little bit of Kardashian news here. Um, Can't go a day without it. You know, the Kardashian-Jenner kids uh, are Got living it. their best life, and it's lives in is way fancier than yours. They are. Kim, Chloe, and Kylie have all taken turns getting slammed on social media for various wild expenditures on their mini-me's from... Fancy purses and toy cars to shoes that cost more than anything you own. And now it's Courtney's turn. Uh, she gave Architectural Digest an insider tour of the playhouse that she built for her three kids. Yeah, we heard about this house. And it, it has hardwood all over the place, right? It is uh, so big, it's earned more than its share of comments on YouTube. So here's the deal. Courtney claims that she shelled out 
$100,000. Oh, my oh. God. For the Playhouse. $100,000 for a Playhouse for Mason, Penelope, and Rain. And it includes a white rug, white furniture. Oh, it has white? a rug. Uh, giant stuffed animals and no toys. But it's all, apparently the furniture's all white. For kids. For kids? Exactly. All right, so this is a different house. There's one that is equally exorbitant. Uh, it might be a little bit more expensive uh, that I know is all hardwood. I forget which one of the Kardashians has that. But uh, why in your wildest imagination would you put a all white in a kid's playhouse? And by the way, no toys are allowed in the playhouse. <laughs> well, that seems well, fun. That makes sense. Yeah, right. No. Why, don't, why don't you just build them their own living room? Uh, they can have stuffed animals, though. Uh, wow. So Whoopee. Yeah, so uh, people are obviously commenting on this saying, what is the deal with this? I mean, it's literally just a box. Like, you could have made this with hardware, but this is like teak and beautiful windows and everything like that. It's it's not worth a hundred grand. No, No, the lighting. Kids don't give a rat's ass about recessed lighting. No, give them some cardboard boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And a box cutter. Meanwhile, Kim and Courtney shared stories about their kids and nannies on Sundays, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashian Show, and it was a bit upsetting. Courtney says uh, the nanny was putting her in the car, and Penelope scratched her face. Oh, my God! But P can be out of control. I think she blacks out and does these wild things. And then Kim added, over the weekend, North tried to bite my nanny and said, I don't want a nanny anymore. You can go home. And I was like, you can't fire our nanny. Mm, well, great stories. It reminds us all of our own Why families. Do we report? On you know, that? and she was. She goes. Uh, but Kim's point was, you know, the nannies are subhuman anyway, so yeah. we can torture them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Um, why don't you listen to your children? She says she doesn't want a nanny anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't. Might have be a a good idea to. But to then be I a, have to do it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. uh, no, not going to happen. Uh huh. I don't uh, want to put her in the car saying she's a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> Meghan Markle and Prince Harry honor their friend who reportedly brought them together in the first place this weekend. The pair joined a star studded guest list to attend designer Misha No News wedding. That's who brought them together. That's right. Yep. I Do- thought it was Triple H. <laughs> no, it wasn't Triple H from, from WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh-uh. Wouldn't that be great? You have to do the couple. You gotta meet this chip. Super hot! Uh, so, no, she got married to entrepreneur Michael Hess at Villa Aurelia, a stunning 17th century property in Rome. Uh, no new. Uh, designed her own <laughs> wedding dress. No new. I, I cannot hear that without responding with good new. Uh-huh. Uh, no she, new is good new. Uh, she designed her own wedding dress, two of them actually, in the lead up to the ceremony. All eyes were on Megan, who wore a tulle evening dress. It was like what, like a hammers and no, stuff like it, that? No, T-U-L-L-E, is that how you pronounce that? That uh, color This tool. one is it's a tulle-peen co- hammer. <laughs> this is my Allen wrench set. Mm-hmm. And I got a little saw back here. <laughs> this is a T-square. <laughs> it's not and a, this is a level. That's her tool dress? Yeah, that's my tool dress. Mm-hmm. It's you not a color. Better? What is it? fixed around the villa? It's the fabric. It's the oh. fabric. Okay, thank you. Is it teal? No, tool. T-U-L-L-E. Yeah. Like oh. you, princess dress. Things a princess dress. So okay. where do you put the That's tools it. on? All right. <laughs> you hook them on. There's a... <laughs> on the belt. There's a belt that yeah. you wear. <laughs> it's like a utility belt. And so... She comes in compressing. <laughs> That's how it becomes a tool dress. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, she wore a tool evening dress by Valentino. Could you fix this door? It creaks. <laughs> Featuring... Perhaps your tool dress could assist. Featuring uh, puffed translucent sleeves and crystal embellishments. Now, let me ask you something in this case, Kathy. So this, the friend is getting married. Don't you, you don't want to 
You don't want to upstage no. the bride, well, right? It, it sounds like she was uh, really maybe not shooting for that. It depends on you know the type of wedding. Some weddings mm. call for a dress that's that fancy. Yeah, well, the dress cost uh, thirteen thousand five hundred dollars, and apparently it's sold out now. So everybody bought it. Um, well, it's so handy with all those tools hanging off. The pair <laughs> flew into Rome Thursday on commercial after getting flack for flying via private jet this summer. Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, Carly Kloss, Josh, Joshua Kushner, and Her- Harry's cousins, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugene. Eugene? Yeah, we're celebrating as well. Uh, no new and Megan are tight. <laughs> That's how they announce uh, yes. the princess. Just like Rat Boy. Uh, not only did she reportedly set her pal up with her future husband, they worked together. This month, the pair launched a capsule workwear collection oh my God. for women that benefit SmartWorks, a nonprofit you organization. You can't use that. What do you hang tools on? Supporting women. Uh, Megan made SmartWorks uh, part of her royal patronage in January. Next up for the Royals, trip to Africa next week with uh, baby Archie in tow. Is that their unofficial official honeymoon? Ooh, the African trip, which they, I don't know, delayed a little bit. Did they? Uh, never, they never took a honeymoon. They went to Great Wolf Lodge. I know that. Yeah, oh, well, why yeah. Would that they? was just for like a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. I love that place. <laughs> uh, Aaron Eisenberg, who rose to fame in the '90s playing Nog on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, has passed away. Oh no! He was 50 years old. Stephen, I don't oh, have any. Oh, that's a yeah. I don't I have just any details a... on uh, on why he passed. If he was sick or not. I just watched a documentary on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's my life. But uh, I watched it, and, uh, yeah, and he's in it. He's featured prominently in it. That's, he's a uh, Romulan, right? No, he's a Ferengi. He's a Ferengi. Is he yes. a singer? Yeah. No, no. he's no. a Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a Ferengi. <laughs> uh, he is survived by his new wife, uh, Melissa Longo, and two sons. So I, I don't have any other news uh, than that. So he was the, the son of the owner of the, uh, the the bar aboard Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and he was... Small, yes, uh, and I wonder if that contributed. I mean, like he was—I don't know if he was a dwarf, but but sometimes in people medical are, issues, some people who are very large and some yeah. people who are very small have some medical issues that can uh, plague them for their life. But I don't—I don't know what the story is. No, so you're right. News. Uh, Kevin Hart, the driver and the other passenger in the 1970 Plymouth Barracuda that crashed over Labor Day weekend, are reportedly lawyering up the passengers in that car are claiming that Hart showed negligence for not having essential safety features installed in the car, such as airbags and safety harnesses. Now, we don't know exactly what went down, but there is a rumor that Hart specifically requested the things that are some of the safety measures not be put into the vehicle because it would ruin its classic status. Okay. Uh, the body but we don't know if that's true or not. That may just be the lawyers talking. Yeah, the body shop may also get targeted in the suit, so we'll see what ends up mm. happening. With I that. love that car, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Barracudas are awesome. But it would, would it have a 760 in it or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's big, ballsy engine in it. Uh, a couple other deaths uh, to tell you about, unfortunately. Uh, House Hunters host yeah. Suzanne Wang has passed away after a decade-long battle with breast cancer. That's sad. She was 56. I, I did not watch House Hunters. I do remember her, though. I don't know that. Uh, I don't, I, this I, I, is from I watched, years ago, yeah. Okay, because I watched that and obviously House Hunters International right. and some you know these other shows that we've talked about. I just The, the name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, her partner, Jeff uh, Vazane, shared the sad news on Facebook saying, uh, Lifetime of love, adventure, humor, and bliss now lives 
in our memories. On Tuesday evening around 7 p.m., Suzanne breathed her last breath here at home as I knelt beside her and caressed her for 13 years. Yeah, she confronted cancer with courage, humor, determination, and optimism. She was immensely encouraged by the love of her family, friends, and those she had yet to meet. Your kind, loving messages always lifted her spirits. Uh, that bums me out. Yep. Yeah, I, the show is uh, kind of hostless. It's basically just like voiceover now. Okay. You know I, I, mean? I love the House Hunters yeah. International. Dude, you can get like these amazing yeah, yeah. houses. You just have to live at the base of a volcano. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. all. But right. like, you know, the view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make it seem so tangible. Yeah. Uh, the Hilton family is grieving. They lost Baron Hilton, who has died at the age of 91. Baron, no one saw it coming. Uh, the son of Conrad Hilton was uh, chairman, president, and CEO of Hilton Hotels Corporation. He was yeah. the head guy. Uh, following his death, granddaughter Paris paid tribute to him on Instagram. She wrote, I'm deeply saddened uh, by the loss of my grandfather, Baron Hilton. He was a legend, a visionary, brilliant, handsome, kind, and lived a life full of accomplishments and adventure. She performed Everyone's Looking at My Girlfriend's Ass as a tribute. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Ever since I was a little girl, I've looked up to him as a businessman. I feel so grateful to have had such an incredible mentor. I always wanted to make him proud. Uh, he had eight kids, 15 grandchildren, and four great-grandchildren. I did read this morning that, like, 95% of his uh, of his inheritance or, or what he had, his net worth, is going to a series of charities that he's supported over Well, that's years. wonderful. I mean, yeah, that's and it's like it's billions of dollars. Yeah, so yeah, that's a good thing. It's leaving and, your mark. And then last, uh, let's see, two more quick things, and we got to move along. Uh, Glow, Netflix's female wrestling drama, is returning for a fourth and final season. The final season. Yeah, the drama stars Allison Brie, Betty Gilpin, and Mark Maron, and is set to return. Once brothers and sisters went off the air, Kathy, this is the show you attached to. <laughs> Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I used to watch that um, on re- Saturdays. When it existed. When it as existed. Gor- yes, I watched it as well. That's why I'm surprised I, I haven't caught... I, I think maybe I watched the first five minutes of the first episode, and then... The problem is I watch these things as I'm, like, drifting off to sleep. So, um, off I, to Never Neverland. Off to Never Neverland. I should probably give this a chance. Uh, Glow has earned 15 Emmy nominations and was inspired by the show from the 1980s. The third season bowed last month and fourth season is expected next year. And then one last thing, The Crown is returning uh, for season three on Netflix. Very cool. There's a new teaser uh, showing Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth, uh, and it has now dropped. Coleman is taking over for Claire Foy, so that's what they do each season. They move on. In or age. They're going to in age, yep. Uh, and will play the queen in her mid-40s. Season three lands November 17th on Netflix. I am looking forward to that. I do enjoy that show. All right, uh, Clips. Let's see what we got here. Uh, a failed comedian slowly descends into madness before evolving into the criminal mastermind known as the Joker. In this clip, Joaquin Phoenix discusses altering his state to take on the role. When you're shooting on location, you don't have necessarily have the opportunity to uh, go to the actual location to your shooting. And so I didn't know what the experience was, and somehow kind of the writing of that gave me the feeling of what it must feel like for him kind of day after day having to ascend or descend those steps. Uh, Joker will hit the box office on October 4th. Rave reviews, as you know, and they're saying potential Oscar nomination for him. Here's the next clip. 
Natalie Portman plays an astronaut struggling to adjust to life back on Earth after experiencing outer space in the upcoming film Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And here she discusses what it was like to play in the world of being an astronaut. It was definitely a childhood dream of mine, and I really geeked out getting to go to NASA before and read about it and watch movies about it. I'm so in awe of what astronauts and all of the engineers, they're really like the the greatest minds of our our planet. I had three testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds hit theaters October 4th. It's so funny if, if you judge by the movies. Astronauts are the best-looking people oh that my God, Earth yeah. has. They they keep just sending up the most beautiful people in the George world. George Clooney, yeah, 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 he was an astronaut. Matt Damon, Matt Damon, uh, yeah. Who else is Matthew going McConaughey? Up? Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yep, they ben always Affleck. send up the hotties. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck, yep. All right, and there you go, your entertainment report. And you should I just fire right in? Yeah. This? Since we're on the heels of playing that clip a moment ago, I have a pair of passes for a screening of Warner Brothers Pictures. Joker. Yeah. In IMAX, Tuesday, October 1st at the U8 Riverview Plaza. So let's take three callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. You'll get to see it because you'll get to see it before anybody else. Our screening is on October 1st. The movie opens on October 4th. How's about that? Pretty sweet deal. Awesome. And also, word of the week prize this week. Uh, And by the way, I think I said we'll take three callers. 215-263-WMMR. Word of the week prize this week. A trip for two to Los Angeles for the premiere of El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, October 6th through the 8th. How about that? Another good one. And a great trip, man. So keep in mind you want to stay with us at the end of the show. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got money to give away with the Money Shark and more coming up. We'll be right back. MMR's Money Shark. You might be sick of this song, but you're not sick of winning $1,000, are ya? And here's your chance to win cash five times a day. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to text the keyword to a special contest short code, 45911. You can also enter using the MMR mobile app or via WMMR.com, in which case we'll put your name in the hat for a $10,000 grand prize. MMR's Money Shark. Details at... All right, enough. Stop. Get the entry methods and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by Horizon Services. 24-7 heating, cooling, and plumbing. And by 93.3 WMMR. Real quick, I'd like to uh, read a, uh, a, a an email I got over the weekend. It says, Sex and Baby Shark. Hmm. Uh, it says, Hey, Preston, so I actually managed to get laid last night, but all I could think about was Baby Shark. <laughs> doot, 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 doot. Oh, no. That's that's not even a good rhythm. So it says, uh, So yeah, thanks for that sarcasm in Bird. And actually, he goes, I did last longer than usual, so maybe I'll take back that sarcasm. Uh, uh, so that's from uh, Shagiggles Shiggington. <laughs> <laughs> who emailed in to me. So. I wonder if that's like thinking about baseball to keep your... Uh, I think so. Stand, you think uh, of it as something like a, the Baby Shark song. Yeah. Uh, Why not? So anyhow, we have uh, Money Shark coming up at 8 o'clock. So as close to it as we can get, we'll have your chance to win. Um, I got, you know, Steve thought that I have a few local stories, so maybe this falls into the city bait. It sure oh, sounds like it, frankly. Really, we it's not s- all city-oriented stuff, but it is in our general area. How about... 
city adjacent. City adjacent beat. Yeah. Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> do we have a city beat? We were we, we were sampling music? some. Listen, we do. We've but, got um, loads of technical problems today. We can't so. play it from there. Right. So we need to do. Do you want my zither? Detroit, uh, yeah, uh, this will here. That'll that'll work fine. Okay, so yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a song about Detroit, so we're gonna use it yeah. for Philadelphia. City adjacent. Yeah. Do you have a thing about the game yesterday by any chance? I do. Because oh. we lied. Yeah. So listen to this. We see we can't fail. We're that good. <laughs> so listen to this. Yesterday, um, uh, we uh, my band. We have a gig coming up next week, next Saturday. So we have to do rehearsals. And yes. yesterday was one of the only days we could get together. So we had this lengthy rehearsal. And uh, I'm not really a football <laughs> guy, but the guys in the band in Saint. By the way, we're playing Brittingham's next Saturday in Lafayette Hill. Uh, and so they're big football fans. So we had the game on while we are practicing. Right. And uh, uh-huh. at one point uh, during the game, as things were continuing to head south uh, for the Eagles, uh, they were going to commercial. And uh, I guess I missed it because George, our singer, is like, wait, did you see that? I said, no. <laughs> and he goes back and rewinds it. And it w- they were just going to commercial. And there's a fan in the stands. And he they they slowed down his reaction of whatever had just taken place on the field. And he is just absolutely irate. Just seething with anger, screaming at the top of his Veins lungs. Veins popping. What the f are you looking at? So I talked, and it was we were cracking up. We're going on right. another great Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Sunday fun day, right? And I told Casey about it. He goes, "Oh, did this guy look like this?" I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Ah, you know who that was." That is the Dean of Admissions for Penn. Oh, goodness. How do you know that? University Ivy League School, the Dean of Admissions just absolutely wigging out. His name is Eric Furda, by the way. It became a social media-like thing last night, and my wife was Uh. looking at it, and she shows me this video. And she goes, dude, this guy's the dean of admissions at University of Pennsylvania. And thank God, listen, he's just yelling. No, he's, I, doing, I he's doing, he's being he's, a fan. He's screaming, yeah. what yeah. are you looking at? Yeah. What the F are you looking at? All very called for. I knew yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope nothing bad happens to this guy as a result. Because it should, it should, it should. Yeah. He's at his game. Yeah. He's doing something he is certainly allowed to do. Yeah, and being emotional yeah. and people around him doing the same thing. Exactly. But yeah. just the, the just sheer... <laughs> Anger on his yeah. face, but and you, when you slow it down, it's even worse. It's just, I would uh, love to know which particular call he was yelling about at this point. There was 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Well, there were many to select. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, but oh man! But the fact that he is the dean of admissions at a at an yeah. Ivy League school. Uh-huh. Well, you can be guaranteed that no one's getting into that school that doesn't deserve to be in. It's it's it makes the story even better. I mean, yeah. because already yeah. this dude's just angry, and you're thinking, all right, maybe yeah. he's just a meathead or something yeah. like well, that. But when people are counter to their character, when yeah. you find out about that, it makes it even funnier. He's a hostage negotiator. But I mean, even our even our Ivy Leaguers are total meatheads. You know, that's that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the 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 amount of um, deflated faces that you were seeing and the, the the general anguish. We were talking about this early before the show started about what was going on. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he's on the low scale of what was going on. You were at the game. Yeah, I was at the game, and I've actually been more angry at other games than yesterday. I was just. 
super confused about the play yesterday. I really, really was confused about a lot of things. Unfortunately, you you miss things at the game that you would totally catch at home. So, like, this guy, Miles Sanders, one of the fumbles in the stadium, it looked like his elbow was down. I would would have loved to have seen if the if his elbow was I, – I couldn't tell. And, and so people were kind of booing because they thought uh, Doug Peterson should have uh, thrown the red flag. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna when you were <laughs> no, no, no. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, love I was you. gonna say I personally I can't stand the Monday morning quarterback stuff, so I don't want to go down. No, that no, path. I know, I know, I know. But uh, you did tell me an interesting story that I would like to find out what the outcome was because oh, dude, yeah, you were you were in the stands and you saw a, a fan being carried off on a gurney. Yeah, so my, I was with my friend Nick. He is a surgeon in um, in L.A. and and he saw it. He goes, dude, that guy down there is getting CPR. And uh, so he was being wheeled out. He was on a gurney, um, and it was, like, right around Section 131, uh, that end zone, and he was being wheeled out, and sure enough, there was a dude on top of him, like, giving, like... Chest compressions. Real Jesus. deal, like, like fast chest compressions, and uh, and then he just got wheeled away, and I was Aww. like, oh, man, I don't know what happened, but so um, there's a guy, Pat Schmidt, that we used to work together with at uh, Y100. He's in that section, and he... Like texted me right after that. He goes, "There was a guy in, in our section who had a massive heart attack." So, um, you know, I, I they, don't they, think it looks good for him. I, you know, well, there's you have That's, to assume oh, that there's man. stuff like that that happens periodically. You have that many people in in the stands, right? I mean, they and and that particular section. I listen. It was hot yesterday, man. Yeah, it was. It was really, really hot, and that section was in the sun. All day there was no, I mean we we get shade right before halftime and uh, and there was there was no um, no shade for them whatsoever. Wow, huh. and, yeah, I'm curious. I, I I would always thought you know that we would hear about that in the news if somebody had had died at the uh, at a game or something. But anyhow, we hope for the best. Hope, hope, yeah, hope that's not the case. You know? By the way, here somebody wants to back up the uh, uh, the Penn Dean of Admissions. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Penn had lost by one point to uh, University of Delaware the day before. Uh, <laughs> so, dude was yeah. already—he was already in a bad way. Yeah, and then this that. happens, and uh, and he just goes nuclear on the whole thing. But it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I just—I love stuff like that. Uh, interesting. Okay, so some other things in the city beat uh, in Detroit, Rock okay. City. <laughs> yeah, come on. What a day! What a day! None what? of this stuff is working. We're trying, to pl- we're trying to play the music. There it is, yes. Did all this start uh, when they used our studio? Uh, yeah, the other day for the Stone Temple Pilots interview. Which is certainly, I, I appreciate that, but uh, something's gone wiggy here. Yeah, yeah, so we got wiggy with it. Uh, Steve, <laughs> there on Thursday, and I wish you would have known about this. Now, the backhoe is not your, uh, it's it's the uh, uh, the forklift that you're the master of. But apparently, in Newtown Square on Thursday night, they had the backhoe challenge. The backhoe challenge. And it featured competitors facing off in three events that required operators to manipulate their heavy vehicles with great precision. Ooh. I, I don't know why this is the first time I've heard of this. This actually sounds somewhat interesting. I, I, I'm totally down with this. So first, they had to remove three bouncy balls from the top of traffic cones and then drop them in a small bucket. Yeah. Next, they had to use a spoon attached to their backhoe to lift an egg from a mound of <laughs> sand and then place it on a bale of hay without breaking it. No That's way. funny. 
And then finally, they had to pour a bottle of wine that was attached to the bucket into three wine glasses. Wouldn't you love to see something like that? Yes. Well, you know, and this has long been my contention. When I was at the height of my game, when we used to do all of the loading of the trucks at the camp out for hunger press, you know, I was operating the forklift with the extending arm. And um, I believe that at the height of my game, I could have inserted a rectal thermometer into anybody and with it on the edge of the uh, the fork. We're looking at the guys here. Yes, these are these are pros. Uh, uh, this pouring, is pouring a glass of wine. That's that's pretty. That's impressive. pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I was I, actually offered a job by the guy who owned the company that owned the, oh, uh, really? the forklift. Wow, yes. that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's this cool. is my neighborhood, man. This is my neck of the woods. Why weren't you there? I didn't even know about it. <laughs> I have a friend who actually does this for a living. And I'm curious if this happens. Four glasses of wine with a backup? Yeah. I mean, that's like it's a very, very specific set of skills, but uh, he's one of the only in the world. Okay. I'm curious if this is. a very specific set of skills that include pouring wine with a backhoe. I'm wondering if this was the first year for this event or if this is a, a an annual, annual thing, thing yeah. that takes place because that's pretty that looks pretty fun. <laughs> or if this is the regional championships and then they go on to to the nationals. Yeah, to the you nationals. know what? Mm. I might like to see something like this at the camp out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could right, do something right? like yeah. that. Absolutely. You All know right. what I found out when I was doing my deal with the the guys who do this and you know, they're, they're they're you see the stuff that they do. They're like uh, they're artists. Yeah. The way they get the precision, but um, the controls in the ones that we were using were a lot like uh, video game controllers, X and Y yeah. axis, and it, it seemed very natural. Yeah. Um, we have a friend named Nikki, and she uh, just celebrated a birthday over the weekend at Diggerland. Diggerland. I and wanted to go to Diggerland. You can drive these things at Diggerland. There's a she has a video on on Instagram of her just driving around in one of these backhoes. Oh yeah, they they let you drive a bunch of stuff there. I didn't at know Diggerland. That. Yeah, at Diggerland. Yeah, I thought it was just for kids. I I saw yeah uh, billboards for it years ago, and for some reason it was where it's in New Jersey, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in Jersey, and you know what? You do have some. I went years ago. Um, and was it good? Yeah, Jace was able to ride like some of the rides. He wasn't able to do any of the driving yet. He was too oh. too young. At that point, but I think that we could probably go back now. There was like some stuff for adults there too, as far as really? driving and yeah, and like lifting things like up. Yeah, you, you could go. And what about Preston? Who doesn't want to play with big heavy machinery? Do you know they went to, which is actually kind of fun, air traffic controller land. Oh, have you really? done that? You get to bring the planes in. <laughs> you try. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa just pulled up the, is this Diggerland? Yeah. All right, so she pulled up the, the website, says uh, they have 10-plus new attractions there. And, uh, yeah, it looks like you get to drive all kinds of stuff. Scissor lifts. Uh, and Scissor they have, sisters. And they have a water park yeah. What? as well. How did, so you go down a slide in a backhoe? No, no. And they have and they have rides, too. No, I mean, not just... Uh, I don't know if that's the right one. Why yeah, is no, this, this the is first I'm hearing about rides at Diggerland? Yeah, West Berlin, New Jersey. Yeah, that's oh. it. That's I yeah. think, Kathy, it's expanded a lot since you've been there. Yeah, clearly. A water park. Okay. All right. Yeah, maybe we, we need to call those people in for the Camp Out for Hunger and, and do some t- type of competition. There's a zip they line. Have, yeah, the Rugged Riders. They have a, a ride called the Greased Beast. Okay, <laughs> the what Greased is Beast, yes. I saw a 13, movie that was called <laughs> 13. No, Maurice, can you go back to the description oh, yeah, of the place? 13 custom built seats in the rear hopper section of a steel demolition trailer, uh, raising passengers over 34 feet in the air before a simulated dump of its cargo. <laughs> that 
That's awesome. That's like the that stuff is nightmares awesome. are made of. <laughs> so, right. Preston, they also have an escape room, but you use a bulldozer to escape. To get out of the room. That'd go pretty quick. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyhow, uh, interesting stuff uh, for the backhoe challenge. Maybe that'll be a yearly event, but that took place in Newtown Square. Yeah. These are so far two home run stories, especially now that I know all this additional information about Diggerland. I only have one other, and we can take calls. I see some calls coming in, but I only have one other story from the city beat, Detroit <laughs> slash Philadelphia edition. Uh, Kathy sent me this story. So the spotted lantern fly. The the, the, the scourge. The dreaded. The I've, dreaded uh, beast. In my area, we've dealt with them for the past few years. Now they're starting to really branch out and becoming a bit of an issue. So Kathy sent me this story, and uh, it was a young girl named Rachel Berge in Harleysville, where I live, that apparently has figured out how to fix the problem, for the most part. Or at least she's found... She's found a way, uh, a sensible trap for them. She created it and is now part of a science project. That In- she- okay, so what, what yeah. is the trap? This this bright young lady. So here's the deal. They had used, apparently, so if I don't know, out, out my way, Steve, you'll see trees with this yellow sticky tape on Yes, it. I lick and, it all the time. Well, you're not supposed to do that. I'm sorry. So anyhow, she, they, her family were using it, and they found some problems. The lanternflies didn't always stick. Other beneficial insects and animals got stuck on the tape, and a lot of times this stuff, uh, the, the tape got covered by lanternflies, and then they couldn't stick on there anymore. So there was collateral damage. Yeah, there was collateral damage, and plus it only did so, so right. much. So, well, And she was noticing that they there were so many of them, so that even when the tape was full, they were climbing over each other and continuing to climb up the tree. So the dead yeah. bodies had sort of become attraction now for the lanternflies. Yeah, yeah, they would climb over them. Uh, so... Uh, she started watching the bugs and started noticing something. She noticed that they always like to go up on the tree and not down. So this is just simple observation that this girl did. This 14-year-old girl. Yeah, and she said, wait a minute, I'll create a barrier for them. And uh, it ended up taking a lot because, if, you know, first few times it didn't work out. So her mom, named Rochelle, by the way, huh. uh, said that uh, Rachel stuck with it. She said, one day I was out there and I had to put tinfoil around the tree and I accidentally made a little hole where the uh, there was a clothespin connecting the two ends, and uh, the the lanternfly got through. And she was bummed out that it got through, but then she was like, "Wait a minute, it got through." And that's basically where she got the idea. So the idea is a tinfoil barrier. Now this is just a prototype. Eventually, you know, they they figure out how to make it efficient, how to build the bomb. So she makes no, not how to build a bomb. Okay, she makes this tinfoil barrier around the tree with a tunnel that leads. It will guide the lantern fly into one only one space that it can go through, and then she puts this netting up there. And if they stay in that netting, they die within twenty four hours. Wow! So wow. it forces them to go into this area and where they collect and they die. And her research shows that this trap she created. Catches 103% more lantern flies than the tape does, and 94% fewer other insects that actually might be beneficial to the environment. Wow. So it's a sort of like a roach motel for lantern flies. Kind of like that. They check in, but they don't check out. Thank you, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Preston, so that is very cool. Now, I've heard also another story. Uh, this girl is brilliant, by the way. That's awesome that she did that. That they're also talking about introducing a particular wasp. Yeah, to the area. 
from China, feed, right? That feeds on lanternflies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That little girl didn't invest, invent wasp, did she? R- r- no. 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 But see, then what happens is after you- the wasps come in, then they bring in the snakes that eat the wasps. Yeah. Yeah. Then they bring right. in the animals that eat the snakes, then the mouse, then elephants. And we're dead. And then very smart apes that take over. But this little girl, she was selected among 30 people um, to go to the National Science Fair competition yeah. just for this invention. Yeah, she won at the county level and at Drexel's DelVal Science Fair. That's awesome. For this, and now she's going to D.C., Next month, and she will present this at the Broadcom Masters Competition. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, I, I love this. Yeah. I love the idea. Just a simple little thing, just by, by observation. I'm, she's a middle schooler. I wonder if she goes to school with my daughter or not, if she goes to Indian Valley or not. But uh, hmm. I, I, that's so impressive. There are some kids that are just, they got it, man. You know, they, Kids do the darndest things. Don't they? <laughs> The insight is wonderful. I finally feel your pain about these lantern flies. My, um, right you're, outside, you're getting them now? Right outside my apartment building is like a graveyard of just people stomping them. And then every day, um, the Do you see staff, other lantern flies crying? They are. They, you <laughs> know, ones. And then somebody comes and stomps that. And they're hard to stomp, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They're fast. <laughs> it's, I, I haven't noticed them jumping, but the, you can't like squish them easy. Marissa, it's like moss. How, how many would you say you see? I, I mean, is it? Steve, like a hundred, really, like right on the sidewalk in the city. In the city, people stomp yeah. them, and then every day we have to come out. And they come out and clean them and bleach off the sidewalks, and the next day it's just covered. I don't want to jinx it, but I don't have them. Where I, know. I, am. I know, I know what you mean. I'm They're just coming. keeping my mouth yeah. shut. I, I started to see them in the parking lots at like Target and the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Smoking. But yeah, no, not smoking. <laughs> but Preston, weren't you? I think you told me that you're supposed to step. Just in front of them because they'll beat you to it. And They're then, that quick, huh? And that's where they go. They jump forward so you can actually stomp them if, if you step right in front of them. Right. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to miss them. Yeah, right. Steve, they you, they fly They fly really slow. Yeah. And then when you go to kill one, you're like, I'll just you know hit it like that. And it, it just takes off huh. at, at light speed. And they, but they, it will, it's because they jump really fast. But they'll land on you. That's the thing. They're, they're they not will. harmful Bastards. to humans, but they land on you. So, you, I mean, me, I freak out. So, yesterday or day before yesterday... I went uh, uh, outdoor or outdoor area, and I was opening up our um, umbrellas that we have the you know like the uh, uh, patio umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we have a few of them, and oh, I'm no. opening them up, and man, it just started <laughs> raining stink bugs. Uh, stink oh, bugs. Because we've had the the cold evenings, and yeah. so the stink bugs love to get into these areas yeah. that are kind of confined, and so <gasps> they're they're starting to to surface again for the season. You're right off though your farmland. So yep. you're you have sort of yeah. a very rural situation right behind yes. your house. Correct. Um, okay. how, how does China deal with all this? Because they didn't. Yeah, what are they doing? They yeah. only allow you to have so many children. Oh, okay. <laughs> so and, we should uh, get on that. That's, that's how they deal with com- communism. Um, did stink bugs come from China too? Um, I know that they're an invasive species, and not. I believe so. Uh, yeah, th- but I'm not sure if it was China. It's, uh, it's, de- they're definitely Asian, I believe, mm-hmm. in nature. Well, so. the directions that come with them are written in Chinese. Oh, oh that's what they it don't is. even know. I okay. heard a story just last night. I don't know if it's true or not, but they, they pinpointed the stink bug. It came into Allentown from one person who was in a, in Japan. No. Yes, it can be that. It can. That small an incident that creates this huge other incident, but it can throw the environment and the ecosystem completely out of whack. It's yeah. so whack. It is so whack. Yeah, they're uh, native to China, Japan, and Korea. Okay. Here's a text that says, not politics, not religion, but what is going to bring us all together is killing the lantern flies. Honestly. <laughs> you guys saw I him. haven't heard even 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 the, 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 the staunchest 
environmentalist or, or, or the, you know, the, the PETA is, PETA says kill them. Yeah. Kill them all. Yeah, they exactly. flat out say kill them all. <laughs> Don't feel bad about killing them is, yeah. is what I was told. So Yeah. yeah. In fact, you're encouraged. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's your obligation. You're supposed to. Yeah. You guys yeah. saw me kill one, a uh, lanternfly at the uh, the belly flop competition. Took the little bastard out. Oh, man. You saw the rage in my eyes. You know not to F with me, right? Because uh, I grabbed this thing by its wings. I slammed it on the ground. It didn't even have a chance. It was so stunned. You got up on the turnbuckle. <laughs> I basically did. I gave him a leg drop <laughs> from the top turnbuckle. Uh, so hopefully this gal can turn it into some type of a a trap that they will... Actually, you know, market put together, and could you imagine? Did you ever do a, any sort of hack or any sort of life hack or thing like mm. that that you came up with that that I thought was original, or, or yeah, or that you thought was especially inventive? I'm going to assume the answer is no because no. I know my limits. Uh-uh. You know, I, I mean, the, the one of the one of the an invention I thought I was very proud of as a kid. It's not even an invention. My brother and I had a TV set in the room that had an on-off dial on the top mm-hmm. of it, and he was in the bed on the left of the room, and I was in the bed on the right of the room. And so you didn't want to get out of bed to shut the TV set off, you know, at night when you were comfortable in your bed. So I, I closed a wrench on the on the really? on-off switch, and I tied a rope to it with a ball at the end, and so I would pull the TV set on <laughs> from my bed. That's great. And then throw the ball over to him, <laughs> and he would pull it. Oh, let me tell brilliant. you. Let me tell you how inept I am at at mechanical things and being able to come up with something like that—a right. contraption or a, yeah. a a better way to do this when it comes to mechanical things. I can't even when I'm putting shoes back into a shoebox. You know how you place them? <laughs> you can't configure yeah. ways to. Yeah. to yeah. That's how basic inept I am. That I always start off and I do it the wrong way first. So, so you, your spatial. Yes. Reckoning is an issue. It's terrible. Like, the things like puzzles, shapes, and so forth. That this, you know, round peg, square hole. Yet. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I just, it, it, my mind doesn't work that way. It and works Michelle, so. Rochelle will come over with whatever I'm tinkering with, pick it up, and flip Boom. it upside down and <laughs> slip it right in. And I'm like, I told her one time, I'm like, my mind doesn't work that way. <laughs> but that's okay, because your mind works the other, like in escape rooms. And I'm, things I'm like better. That. There are some things yeah. I excel at, and some things that are very basic like that. But that give just, yourself a two-year-old's toy. And uh, you know, here's the you know, put the apple in the in the round hole, and uh-huh. then yeah, you can't. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I had I had two or three Rubik's cubes when yeah. they were all the rage. Yeah, I never even came close. No, oh, I no, never no. I had to tear the stickers close. off to make yeah, it work. Yeah. yeah, here's here's one that frustrates me regularly. Okay, so a broom. You can get brooms sometimes that kind of have an angled cut on the bristles. Okay? Are you brushing with the handle, which are, which are good to get into corners? No, okay. I'll explain. And with that comes a matching dustpan yeah. that is also angled like that. Come on. I put it on wrong. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Every time I see things the opposite way, I'm like, I'm like, damn it, I did it again. It's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. That's so funny. I know. What the fuck is it? I know, exactly. The and I and I sometimes that? try to anticipate, do it the opposite way of the way you think it should be. And you and still go, nah, that's no. not going to be right. It, it, it's Kathy, still wrong. Kathy, when we, we, we have our uh, our meetings on Monday and Wednesdays on the, on the sixth floor, and when when you leave that office, the oh. door. Yes! <laughs> so the I door explain? what? So when you leave the glass door, yeah. both sides of the door has a handle that you would think would be to pull the door. Uh-huh. Okay? But- Normally... If it's push, it should just be a flat surface, surface, a, a, a flat metal panel that says, hey, just push here. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you'll be fine. 
This one has a handle on it. Same thing with that door right there. Right. But we know which way that door opens. Yeah. Right, right. This one doesn't have a, a jam around it to indicate where you go. So I, <laughs> I sit there and I contemplate before I Every either push time. or pull. And I'm like, I think it's pull. <laughs> and then you pull on it. Damn it. But the other day, I, we had I, our meeting. I showed I, you the secret, though, right? I, I left, and I, and I came back in. And I'm like, Casey, I got it right. <laughs> What's the secret? You push. No, it, it, well, you push. But at the at the top of the door is is this tiny little. It's like a magnetic the magnet. Okay. Um. So if you ha- if you pulled it, you wouldn't be able to pull it past this got it, got this it. metal magnet piece. So so you're gonna be sitting there contemplating, I, looking up at the magnet. We we see it all the time here. People go on this door. They're con- totally confused because it has both the handle and the push pad. So it's and and right forever yeah. we're saying you got to push. Yeah, here's somebody says plugging in a USB never goes in the first oh, no. time. Yeah, never. I'm the same way. I can yeah. look at it and go, okay, it's got to go like this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> No, maybe if I push a little harder, it'll get in and there. And the worst is if you have something that has the multiple prongs. Oh, my God. And you push it and you bend one of the prongs. You're ruining it. Yeah, you're ruining it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I have, for my kitchen, I have a triple light switch. Oh. Friggin' A. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not the light. I, I want to put the lights on over the table. Nope, not that one, not that one. Oh, oh, my God. Like, I've lived there for six years, and I still don't know which light turns on. <laughs> which our our turns house on, which... our house has, and it's it's older style configuration, um, like there are multiple light switches like that that are three or four lights. So at night, when my wife is going up to bed, <laughs> it looks like a disco in our house. Mm-hmm. Lights yes. going on and off. Because if you've turned it on upstairs, it's now on. Yeah, yeah. It's the inverse. And, you know, you, you yeah. have expect to hear Disco Inferno. I've got something similar. When you go down into our basement, there's three switches on the wall. The switch. Uh, so so you have you have the, the, the stairwell, which you're walking down. And then to the left is a room and to the right is a room. Well, it would make sense that the left one turns on the left room, the right one turns on the right room, and the middle one turns on the stairs. No. no. The middle one turns on the right room. That makes no sense. And I've been in this house for 15 years. And I still get it wrong almost every time. Yeah. I've been in my house for 10 years. I've got um, a panel with six switches on it. Damn. Six. Okay. Four uh, vertical, two horizontal. And I, like... I don't know, maybe five, six years in, I, I got it. I was like, okay, this yeah. is perfect. I got this. Then I had, uh, what's, what did I have? Added? Oh, a new um, uh, fan, ceiling fan in the living room. <laughs> My dad did the electrical work for it. Now they're all different. Oh, no. no. They're all different. I mean, we'll come ho- sometimes I'll come home from work, and Jace has left for school, obviously, and the fireplace is on. Because he's hit the wrong switch. <laughs> it's just we're all over the place. You, you may have to label them. You oh know, my God. Get a little it's label. ridiculous now. Forget yeah. it. My wife will sit there. So there's a big fan. Oh, she rarely puts on the fan because she likes to sleep as as one might sleep on Mercury, the planet Mercury. But she, she, um, she'll she be there. And I'm not feeling any breeze from this fan. She has it going the wrong Reverse. Uh, on, yeah, on, reverse. On, it's sucking it's the air right, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Maria. Hi, Maria. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Maria? <laughs> so, my husband, we lived in our house for 16 years. 16 years, okay? <laughs> and he'll go to get a glass from the kitchen cabinet and always goes to the wrong cabinet. For <laughs> 16 years he's going. What? He, he does not know. Him, like, I want to punch him in his face because he gets on my nerves so bad. I'm like, how do you not remember where the glasses are? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I oh, mean, you're, or, or sometimes I think this happens. Um, it, you know, 
you just actively now decide that you're never going to remember that. And, or at least that's the perception yeah. I get in some you cases. You talk yourself yeah. out of remembering right. it properly. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, I have been at houses where I go just instinctively to the either right drawer for uh, you know the silverware or the right cabinet for the glasses. Or most recently, I went uh, to throw out the trash. And the guy was like, "How did you know where my trash was?" I'm like, "I've been banging your wife for no." Right. I go, um, yeah. "No, I go." Uh, she, I go yell, <laughs> she yells out. She yells out the location. <laughs> no, I go. Um, I, like it's it's just instinct. This is where the trash should go. Like the, you know, but some people don't. Designers don't think like that always. But I think you think the way like. If you walk into a kitchen, you're going to set up a kitchen. Yeah. I think most people, I don't know if this is correct or not, but gravitate towards, this looks like a good place for silverware. And this, yeah. So, yeah. on Basic Instinct, which was a movie. It was. Uh, you, you will, uh, <laughs> you'll get to see someone snatch. No, you'll, 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 get, <laughs> you'll get to pick out where, um, I think you'll be right most of the time. Most yeah. people have, you know, like the, the glasses are usually... I always find or you always seem to be to the right of the sink in a lot of cases. Okay. Uh, it is yeah, pretty wonderful <laughs> if you're at someone's house you've never been to before and you are in the kitchen, you're helping out, and you hit the right drawer on the first try, whatever it may be. Uh, I think silverware might go here. Yeah. Yes. You know what? You should try that. Go into your neighbor's house and yeah. see how many drawers you have to go through before you find the dildo. <laughs> Let me go to, I'm going to go to Karen. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. That's okay. okay. What's up, Karen? So I can never remember which way the water valves in the laundry room are supposed to go. My husband is always on my case about turning it off as soon as I'm done with the laundry. He's like, I need to put a sign for you. He said, all right, forward is on and, you know, back is off. And I said, but that's... Forward what? Forward towards me? Forward towards the back of the wall? Right, 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 right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. And away from Karen is on. Away from Karen But you can't, you can't be vague about that. I was, I was, there was, uh, uh, I have a treadmill that had uh, the directions in the treadmill itself to adjust the, the tension of oh, the yeah, belt yeah. that you're running on. <laughs> Says 10 or 15 turns each side. No, no, it doesn't tell you needs to be exact. <laughs> exact. Exact. Or it will never run correctly ever. <laughs> Monitor every corner turn to exactly. Mm-hmm. In the but in the in the words it says ten or fifteen. That's a little vague. There's a little playroom there. And I call that's it five. So that's a difference of five turns. That's five turns. And it doesn't even say quarter turn, half turn. <laughs> I, I mean, remember the morning. You sounded like Rambo for a moment there. <laughs> I can't get my treadmill to run. It keeps sliding off the belt. When Steve came in the next morning after doing this, yeah. he, he was so frustrated <laughs> over it. I just, why would you put as vague an instruction in the manual? Yeah. I had to call tech support. Yeah. Thank you, Nick in uh, Delaware, who came by to do it. But yeah, it, it was like, the, and he goes, no, I, I get these calls all the time because of this, this vague stuff. You know, you have to be more specific. I still don't know which way hot or cold is in my kitchen sink. It, I, I was trying. I was doing dishes wait, yesterday. Really? I yeah. can't. I can't. Every every I can't time figure I, it out. I turn. I'm like, oh, feel the water. Nope, that's cold. Turn is the other there, way. Are there? There's no words on it. Right? <laughs> there's no, there's no, no words. words on it. There's, 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 here's what it has, Preston. There is a ball with a little handle that sticks up from it, and there's one red dot on it. Oh, okay. So at least you have the red dot, maybe. Where? Yeah. But my, my Where t- does the t- 
turning lever with the ball which direction? Well, my, yeah. Mine's half red, half blue, but does the bottom of the handle no. turn towards the or Mine's is it the one top? red like, dot. I don't, I don't know. Even, even with the two handle <clears throat> scenario in your sink, like yeah. in our, I, I mix up sometimes which is cold and which is hot. <laughs> we have that on our bathtub. We have it on our Don't sinks. you always assume hot and cold? Hot mm. and cold. Hot like left, left, cold right. right. Yeah, cold's always I don't, on the right. To be honest, I don't really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cold's on the right? Cold's on the right. That's yeah. the way it usually is. Hot and cold, left, yeah. right, hot and cold. Okay. Except I on the dumb that. ball with the red dot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have the ball. <laughs> I, have the, I have the bread and drink down. Yes, for, yes for, me too. That? Who taught us that? I forgot, but you do these hand signals, yes. like two okay signals. on. We, I'd have to show you, but it's hard to explain on the radio, but you can always tell when you sit down at a, at a wedding and there's a gazillion different things on the table, which is your bread and which is your drink. I do it all the time. Like, I'll be there too. by myself and I put my fingers on. I'm like, okay, this is my bread. Yep. If you remember one thing in Bread's life, on the left. lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you. not yep. always. See, when you're putting pedals on a bike, one bike pedal goes on righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Oh, really? The other pedal is lefty, tighty, righty, loosey. What? I know. It pisses me the freak uh, off. I've never, well, I've never put a pedal on, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I found opposite, that out. It's opposite in plumbing, too. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, uh, is it? Yes. I know it used to be, and so the um, if you had a propane tank, it's not this way anymore. But it would they would screw in the opposite way. Lefty, loosey, righty, exploding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's easy to remember. But they finally changed that. But and that the, was the, the wall sense at um, Bed Bath and Beyond. They're opposite too. Like, really? Why? Why are they opposite? What are? These little things that you screw in, like like an air freshener that you okay. would plug into the wall. The the refills they. They're opposite than righty tighty lefty loosey, and I, I, every time I do it, I'm like, "Why? I, this makes no sense. Why? Oh, Why are you different?" Yeah. You're just being difficult. Uh, by the way, we have about uh, three, maybe two minutes uh, before we're going to get the money shark, so we're just going to hang on here. Normally, right. we would have taken a break, but uh, we'll take another call here real quick. Uh, I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Not much. Uh, the worst is when you're on vacation, you're in a hotel. You get in the shower, you don't know which way to turn the damn thing. Yep. yep. Hot or cold All the water. time. Yep, it's a mystery. you got to let it run for a little while. And then you start thinking, well, maybe it just takes a while for the hot water to get up here. And let me just stay with this for a little while. And it's still freezing cold. And then you go the other way, and I'm like, man, it's not getting warmer over here either. There's there's so many. They're, they're, and in their they're zeal to be avant-garde. and <laughs> Yes. When like a, in London. Yes. I didn't know how to work that stuff. When a design award, I thought I was, for the most, I, I, I guess I'm going to shower in the closet here because I have no idea. Is this? The, is this the shower? It was like a closet. It looked like a closet. Yeah, yeah. And then trying to figure out how the how the whole thing worked. I don't know. And I, <laughs> water was running out into the room. And, and then, I, then you like you you're standing there in, in the dark present because the lights kept shutting off. Shower. <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it, that was yeah. water on. <laughs> oh, they have uh, voice recognized uh, faucets now for your for your kitchen sink. Um, Really? Yeah, I think it. I think it's it's with uh, Alexa. Like a, yeah. Alexa. I'm not really sure, but you can go like, um, I'm not. Uh, you know, you're just, not going to say. Faucet. I'm not going to say. Uh, Play Allman Brothers. Well, you go faucet. Um, you know, quarter cup of water. We're water. We don't know what water is. <laughs> <laughs> what is water? Uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the problem is you have to keep the Alexa in the in the sink. 
<laughs> the only reason I, I I would see needing something, well, okay, because you need you mean measured amounts, yeah, mm-hmm. and that way you don't have to take out oh. a measuring cup, and yeah. and, and that's oh, kind that's of cool. How do you know the rate at which the water's coming out of the faucet? Yeah, you'd have to calibrate it. You'd yeah. have to calibrate that somehow or another. That's yeah. kind of interesting. That might it be is, but handy. um, I, you know, I hope that there's uh, also just a switch that you can use with your hand so that you're not, you know, just. What happens when you lose power in the house yeah. or something like that? Then you're I'm out sure of water, too. I'm sure you don't eliminate the manuals. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I like that if you're washing your hands, especially if you're, like, cooking chicken or something. You exactly. don't want to touch everything. Yep, that's that's what I was saying. You don't want to contaminate, you know, the handle of the, on the water or anything like that. And if your hands are dirty and you need, yeah, that could work. All right, interesting. Well, listen, it is, it's 8 o'clock exactly, so I think we should do this. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group Station. MMR's Money Shark. Your opportunity to win money happens right now. We have $1,000 and maybe even $10,000 for you to win. It's MMR's Money Shark Nationwide Contest. The word, our keyword for this hour is ultimate. U-L-T-I-M-A-T-E, ultimate. You have until 8.15 a.m. to enter it via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or you can enter it this way, and here's how you can win the $10,000 grand prize, possibly. You enter using the MMR mobile app or through the contest page at WMMR.com. And you can be registered for that $10,000 grand prize. Again, the word is ultimate. Now, we're going to call you if you're randomly selected and you win $1,000. Complete contest rules, by the way, are available at WMMR.com. Good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR. That word, again, is ultimate. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Got some great stories from the weekend in the Bizarre File to share with you. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Let's see if a few people texting that Sid Haig died. Uh, he was in uh, House of Thousand Corpses. Yes, that's right. Devil's Rejects. Uh, he was in Kill Bill as well, a few things here and there. So that's sad to hear. You definitely recognize him. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him, and I, I haven't seen a majority of this stuff, but I know that uh, the people who love, uh, you know, the Devil's Rejects and all that stuff are fanatical about it. These Rob so. Zombie movies that, uh, were, you know, there, there's, yeah, you're exactly right. So in, in, in that particular world and, and any yeah. horror convention that he would attend, uh, beloved. A lot of people are texting him about it. So sorry to hear that, man. Uh, maybe we'll have more details on what exactly, you know, why and everything yeah. uh, tomorrow. All right, I do want to do the Bizarre file, so we're going to do that very thing right now. now bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, B-File this morning brought to you by Temple Football Battling Georgia Tech Saturday, December 28th at 3.30 p.m. Lincoln Financial Field. Sponsored by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Kids tickets on game day are only $10. Visit owlsticks.com. Well, a British Columbia man who jumped into a shark tank at an aquarium and swam naked with live sharks pleaded guilty to mischief. David Weaver appeared in a Toronto courthouse on Thursday after skinny dipping in a shark tank last year. He told the courtroom he likes doing spontaneous and exotic stuff. 
Is he an idiot? Weaver said he's got to be. Yeah. It's just another day in the life of Dave. That's uh, what he said. Oh, Dave. Uh, when Weaver you know Dave. was asked if he had any regrets before entering his plea deal, he answered, yeah, going to court. <laughs> Dave! Weaver continues that his actions didn't hurt anyone, and he doesn't understand the controversy of his skinny dipping adventure. He said that's pretty much it. If I'm out doing something in my life and I'm not hurting anybody else, and I don't see the problem in my books, in my opinion. Uh, the courts recommended Weaver be placed on probation for one year and seek counseling. You should have gone for the death penalty just, <laughs> just to screw him up. Uh, he I'm is, just a lovable rogue. He is no longer allowed at the aquarium. Uh, in the video of this event, Weaver can be seen swimming around the tank in circles as security begins to notice the bizarre incident. At one point, he pulls himself up onto the ledge of a confine near uh, waiting security port, diving backwards back into the water. Uh, around five minutes later, later, he climbs out of the tank while visitors videotaped him and security attempted to remove him from the area. By the way, he also faces unrelated assault charges after he was arrested at medieval times for physically confronting an unidentified man. He goes to all the hot spots. Oh, he just has medieval times, the aquarium. He's doing it all. Uh, so that case is going to be handled separately in a trial. Uh, this is terrible, this story, and I want to hear more about this and why this occurred, but maybe you guys caught this. A man died while diving underwater yeah. to propose to his girlfriend oh at a resort God. off the coast of Ten, uh, Tana- Tanzania. Now, and and I saw video that the the fiance has video of him proposing oh through, through the glass, and he died like right after this. So here's the deal: the couple had traveled from Louisiana, and on Thursday they were staying at the luxury Manta Resort, which is famous for its floating accommodations that include underwater rooms. Uh, Kanisha Antoine wrote on Facebook that she was in the underwater room when her boyfriend, Stephen Weber, tapped on the glass with a message and a ring. So he's holding this note inside a plastic bag up to the window. It says, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you, but everything I love about you, I love more every day. Will you please be my wife? Marry me. And she said that he didn't even make it out of the water. Oh, my God. So I'm guessing, because I haven't seen too much, I think he misjudged how far down yeah. he was and how long he was down there. And I think he just didn't make it to the surface. I, I think he just took in water and I drowned. think that's got to be it. because he, So he's down there, and the second he, like, he leaves, he starts swimming away, yeah. and, he, and that's it. He, yeah. th- that's it. He died. So it, it, uh, I think you're probably right. How? I don't know how I deep it was. I don't, I don't, I don't know I'm, how I'm, far I'm, down I'm, those rooms are. Antoine said, I will try to take solace in the fact that we enjoyed the most amazing bucket list experiences these past few days and that we were both so happy and absolutely mm. giddy with excitement in it's our just, final moments together. It's just horrible. Yeah. Uh, so the CEO of Mantra Resort said everyone is shaken to the core. Uh, he said, described what happened to Weber as a tragic accident. Uh, and in her post, Antoine shared a video of the proposal as well as other photos from the trip. It's just heartbreaking. So... Uh, I'd like to see, you know, what uh, what exactly out, happened? How, yeah, how he died, why he died. If it, if it was just simply him misjudging, so who knows? All right, on to something lighter than that. Uh, a man has admitted having uh, drunken sex with a plastic cone in a traffic station elevator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah, this was at the Wigan Northwestern train station in the UK. Uh, Trevor Smith was spotted by in the UK. Yep, by... you know what they do with road cones in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They play them for money. Yes. We've seen it. We did. 
So he was spotted by stunned rail staff uh, sitting in the elevator with his pants around his ankles and a cleaning cone on his lap. Smith has pleaded guilty to outraging public decency after the incident. A court heard how, (laughs) how Virgin Trains team leader saw a drunk Smith sitting on the floor with the cone turned upside down in his lap. The stunned witness said Smith appeared to be having sex and thrusting his hips at the cone. Oh, my God. Did you see the footage of the woman sitting on the concrete divider of an active highway with her leg up and a bottle of soda? No. No. I need to see that. You need to see that. Uh, So back to this guy. The station worker contacted cops before a British transport police officer arrived and found Smith still romping in the elevator. Smith realized that he had been caught in the act when he pulled his pants up before being helped to his feet by the officer. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know. The the officer saw white powder around his lower face and what appeared to be further drugs on the elevator's floor. Ah. The court heard Smith said that he had been drinking heavily that day, watching football, and that he suffered from diabetes and depression. That must be it. Yeah. So You know, a lot of people who deal with diabetes hump road cones. Yes. So he said that all he could remember was heading home on the train and going into the lift thinking that he was in a locked room. Man, look at those road cones. Smith was extremely apologetic and has uh, previous convictions for outraging public decency. God damn, that road cone looks hot. (laughs) Oh, God. He's done stuff like that before. All right, uh, should I wrap it up there? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. we got to wrap it up. I have, I have another. I've, I've got a whole series of great stories that happened over the weekend that I will share with you in another run at the bizarre file. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment or two. Are you handing me this? To, yeah, to just boy? a couple. Yeah. All right, we have a screening, an advanced screening of Joker. Yes. This will be an IMAX Tuesday, October first, and it'll be at the UA Riverview Plaza, seven thirty p.m. We can take uh, three callers, 215-263-WMMR, and put you on the list. You'll want to be there by 7 o'clock, okay? Joker's going to hit theaters nationwide Friday, October 4th. We'll get you there on the first to see it. Take a break, and we'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Right off the bat, I want to go to a phone call. I'm going to get uh, Colleen on the line. Hi, Colleen. Are you there? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Wonderful. Colleen, I heard something kind of interesting happened. What was that? You know, I just won $1,000. Yeah! Shark winner right here. You just won $1,000. Pretty sweet deal. Where are you from, Colleen? From uh, Browns Mills, New Jersey. Brownsville, New Jersey? Browns Mills. Browns Mills, New yeah. Jersey. Sorry. Now, how long how, how long have you been playing the game? You've been uh, trying every day? Yeah, trying every day. And even when you did it last year, this is great. I cannot believe it. Thank you. That's no a way to start. A Monday, start a week. Yeah. 1000 oh bucks. That's yeah. awesome. Now, did you enter via text or through the app or through the website? Through the text. You did the text, and that's how you can win as well, man. We have three different ways to do Multiple it. Multiple ways. Uh, and excellent, Colleen. Did you have a good weekend? 
Very good. Even better now. Monday, but, you know, Mondays usually suck, but $1,000 certainly make you feel better. Congratulations, Colleen. Thanks for listening to MMR. We appreciate it. Thank you. You guys rock. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Another winner. And uh, next opportunity coming up at 11 with Pierre, which would be pretty damn cool. So, hey, I wanted to uh, recap just a little bit. As we were on the air on uh, Friday, I forgot somebody said, hey, by the way, uh, uh, the Storm Area 51 thing is being... Broadcast live on uh, on the web or something like that. You I saw some footage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, like 100 people showed up. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, there were there was a, a sort of a split, as they say, in the world of uh, alien investigation. Um, some people actually tried to go out to Area 51, and there was virtually no one there. And then there was a party in Las Vegas. And then there was a party, sort of like a Burning Man thing. So it became oh, yeah? these multiple little events. The most attended one had one of the DJs, um, one of the famous DJs was out, and they, they had hired him to do it. And at that one, it seemed like maybe there was a couple hundred okay. people. So it, let's just say it was a big fizzle. They yeah. were going to rip it. Originally, yeah. it was kind of, we're going to rip the lid off this for once and for all and prove yeah. that there has been alien uh, visitation to Earth and that the government knows about it. It turned out to be a uh, concert. Well, Philly famous DJ Kristen Herman from over at our sister station went out there with her husband. Where did she go? To uh, the Area 51. Oh, she went to Area she's 51? A, yeah, she's a, very she's much in into this. Vegas. Yes. Does she it's, believe in uh, the, the I think UFOs she does. have uh, landed here on the Earth and so on? You know what? You know what's wild? Um, there's uh, there's uh, obviously there's or aliens, whatever whatever there is, or UFOs. Yeah. yeah, the UFOs are unidentified flying objects. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Okay, and then there are things that are unidentified. Right. Um, however, there's this footage that's been circulating around that is the, the Navy has, yeah. this is footage. Yep. And it is actual pilots. It's still an ad- unidentified. It doesn't mean it's Zontar from Jupiter. Exactly. But still, when you yeah. see stuff like that, that is moving at that rate of speed, yeah. you know, you never know. All right. So wait a minute. No, this says Las Vegas, Marissa. Oh, okay. That's so. That's she went different. to Vegas. Yeah. That's okay. that. She didn't go to Area Fifty One. Okay. I don't know okay. where is Area Fifty One. Because I'm like I'm, <laughs> uh, Nevada. It, it's in the I desert. Think, yeah. It's in yeah, Rachel, Nevada. But it's not Vegas because. Marissa pulled up a video that Kristen shared of, like, flashing lights and a big party and everything. Maybe they went to Area 51 and then went to the party after so that. So I'm guessing Vegas. they landed, grabbed a car, drove <clears throat> out there, just took a picture in the middle of the desert, and then probably went to the party okay. in Vegas. Now, the, the actual complexion of the whole thing was always sort of mildly tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Like, they were going to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, even still, you could get a party going if you really just focused on making this, like, the... Um, the alien aficionado's version of Burning Man, exactly, and and they should. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of Build fun. Build a big flying saucer. Try yeah. to try to uh, be visible from space. Yeah, have some fun because yeah. as you know, again, my wife is hardcore into this. She's not, you know, she's not sitting up on the roof trying to, you know, flash a beacon into the sky. Yeah. Right. She just enjoys it. Uh, but it is. Uh... It is funny that it kind of, you know, <laughs> it was underwhelming. Well, they weren't. Nobody knew what to expect. To be they honest, they, they were saying anywhere from thirty thousand people to nobody showing up, and yeah. it ended up being like a hundred people. It was poorly organized, yeah. and then they actually started to get traction on it. And they tried to make it something, and it was almost two last minute. Yeah, but maybe next year. Oh my God! You hear that bubble? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're an alien. Oh my oh God! My it's <laughs> speaking through me. This is pestle all of a sudden, it just... I am Zantar from Jupiter. I am speaking to Preston Elliot. <laughs> Jack, 
It's a, some kind of a, a mutant. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, a mucus uh, alien of sorts. Wow. <laughs> All right, anyhow, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, I saw this story. I thought this was kind of interesting. A pair of panties. Yeah. Belonging to Adolf Hitler's wife, Eva Braun, sold at auction for around $6,000 over the weekend. Oh, <laughs> the pink... Put on the panties! <laughs> yes, the pink... The ones that I like, the pink ones! The pink silk panties, oh boy, embroidered with bronze initials, came from a private European World War II collection. Uh, they were sold to an anonymous UK telephone bidder. These are like bloomers. <laughs> who also bought her, you're right, they are, they're yeah. huge. Yeah. Who also bought her white lace nightdress for $5,000. You know there's some guy wearing these things yeah. staring in the, yeah. uh, yep. in the, the mirror. It's a fatherland. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! You know, um, as as obviously uh, as staggeringly aberrant as as Hitler was with all of his little things, like his his you know what all the weird creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. Him having sex is at the oh. bottom of the list of things I want to think about Hitler doing. Yeah. <laughs> Auctioneer Jonathan Humbert said that there was perennial interest in items from the Nazi Germany area. Uh, in the same auction, a bracelet presented by uh, uh, Gehring's wife, Emmy. I got you something. Uh, sold for about $3,000. Oh, my gosh. He went to Javid. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the gold-plated bracelet dated 1938 has a central locket with a swastika, with swastika and opens up to reveal a picture of Hitler of whom Gehring was a close confidant, of course. So there was a picture of Hitler in this locket that he gave to her with a bracelet. That's like that. Too cute to not commit genocide. Oh, my God. It's not illegal to sell Nazi memorabilia in the U.K., but such sales in recent years have led some to question whether it is tasteful or not. In uh, last year, Facebook was urged to block uh, Nazi relic sales, though. Um, but it is interesting, like in the movie, what's the movie with uh, uh, Kevin Spacey? Um, uh, Amer- oh, I mean, no, American Beauty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and ne- the kid next door, his his dad has Nazi yeah. flatware yeah. From, from the Third Reich, and, and he flips the plate over, and there's a big swastika on it. And uh, My dad had, like, Whoa. he was in World War II and yeah. had stuff that he had brought back, that, and there was, there was a, a Hitler Youth knife. That he had my my friend, my, my best friend when I was a kid. His dad had a Luger, yeah, because he was in the war. It and, was from and, World and War II. Brought it back, yeah. He'd gotten it. I don't know what the story was of how he got it. If he found it on a on a dead, um, you know, Nazi or what. But he had a, a Luger mm. pistol, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. So yeah, there are loads of memorabilia from that era. You know, it's so weird because obviously, you know the. <laughs> the we we don't need to educate on just how bad all of that was, but it is also pressed. I know you agree. Perpetually fascinating. Oh yeah, what was going on? Oh my to, god! To, to learn about uh, there was a whole series of specials about what was happening, so, what they were doing in in a um, cave systems and subterranean storage facilities and oh, hollowed yeah. out mountains. And it got crazy weird. Uh, just crazy weird, yeah. and it was just an unbelievable mechanism involved. Mm. In the pursuit of of evil, yeah. but it was you cannot help but stand back and and be in amazement at the degree at which they were committed to this. Yeah, and what freaks me out more than anything is if you if you you know if you read about how did World War II happen, how did Hitler's rise to power happen? I'm like, 
Yeah. You know, because it, obviously it's easy to look at and go, how did anybody ever follow that guy? Yeah. You know, read the story of how it happened. It's uh, it's manipulation at its absolute extreme. Right, right. Yeah. Now, speaking of World War II, this is sad news, but this is a hell of a story. The oldest Austrian Holocaust survivor who lived through four concentration camps just passed away over the weekend. He was 106 years old. Aww. Oh, man. Talk about going the distance. Four man. concentration camps. Yeah, Vienna's Jewish community organization said on Friday that uh, Marco Feingold who survived Auschwitz in Nazi-occupied Poland and then three German concentration camps died in the city of Salzburg on Thursday after a lung infection. Uh, and I've got a little bit of his story, and I thought this would be kind of fascinating yes. to share. Despite his advanced age, Feingold had remained active in speaking out about the Holocaust, taking part in numerous conferences and events for school children. He said, I must have spoken to around a half a million people, uh, all in all. Uh, this was in a 2018 interview, adding that he swore to himself in Auschwitz that he would tell his story. He was born uh, in May of 1913 in what is now Slovakia. Uh, Feingold was arrested in Prague and deported to Auschwitz in 1940. He said, there, they said, I had three months to live. And in fact, after two and a half months, I was about to succumb to exhaustion when I managed to get transferred to the uh, Nuengame camp. Uh, From there, Feingold, or inmate number uh, 11996, was taken to Dachau and then on to uh, Buchenwald, where he survived as a construction worker. Yeah. Uh, Having lost his father and siblings in the camps, they were all killed or, or died. Yeah. Uh, he was freed uh, from Buchenwald when he it was liberated by uh, American forces in May of 1945. But he couldn't go back to Vienna as his group of survivors were prevented from traveling through the Soviet occupation zone, which surrounded the city. He said a Russian sol- soldier told us that they had orders not to let us pass. The new Social Democratic uh, Chancellor Karl Renner said, we won't take back the Jews. Feingold then decided to go to Salzburg near the German border, which was in the American occupation zone, so he knew it was safe to be there. Uh, There he uh, founded a network which helped 100,000 Jews emigrate to Britain, uh, administered uh, Palestine. Uh, He himself refused to leave Austria despite the difficulties in the face of the country's deep-rooted anti-Semitism. After the war, uh, Austria took refuge in an official narrative which portrayed the country as a victim of the Third Reich and avoided the process of debating complicity in the Nazi crimes as happened in Germany until well into the 1990s. He said it was impossible to find a job. Someone coming back from the camps had to be a criminal, so I had to strike out on my own, he said. So he started a clothing shop in Salzburg, and it quickly became successful. Uh, he said once attitudes changed, he was literally covered in honors, including uh, being received last year by then-Chancellor Sebastian Kurtz. Uh, so 106 years old, man. Made talk the run. About, man, mm-hmm. take, talk about I mean, you know. Well, you can't that. even imagine. You can't even imagine. Nah. You, you know, there's, if you want, listen, it's uh, this. It's not like sitting down and watching a bachelor party on the weekend, but there right. is a, a a devastating documentary called Shoah. It's nine hours long. Nine uh, you can hours. take you wow. can take it in parts. Yeah. yeah, and all it is is it's I'm not saying all to be dismissive. It just the 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 basics of the film itself are survivors of these camps talking about what they saw. And there's a scene, it'll make me start to cry if I talk about it too much, but a barber talking about what he was doing, what he had to do to make the suffering less, you know, because they would make them, the prisoners, 
uh, assist yeah. in the do the ex- bad do stuff. the bad stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So what he had to do to keep like children from suffering, and he's there. Oh, God, he, you know, really? I mean, it is. But if you don't know it, and if you again, those who don't yeah. learn from history are destined to repeat it. Yeah, and uh, it's just a, it's an amazing thing. It's called Shoah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll have to put that on the list. That's a big commitment. But yeah, you got to be. You got to. You got to be in the right. Yes. This yeah, isn't you break out the bugles and the Meister brow or something yeah, yeah. like that. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, let's talk about colors now. Yeah. 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 So colors of Germany. I didn't want to bring the room down <laughs> yeah. too much, but listen, I couldn't. A guy living that kind of life has to be recognized. So I definitely wanted to. Oh my god. To, yeah. I, I wanted to tell that story. And well, it's actually uh, who was it? Two one for uh, the the. Uh, uh, Mrs. Maisel, um, from a Family Guy. The um, I'm having a brain fart. Bernstein. Yes. So she brought up her, I believe, it was her grandmother, uh, was a survivor of uh, the Holocaust. She was in line, uh, and uh, she asked the guard, you know, what would happen if I if I stepped out of line? I'd, and he says, I'd have to shoot you. And yeah. She stepped out of line anyway, and she she was able. To, she got away. Mm. There are, there are a couple of stories actually. Not to dwell on this too much. I'll get to colors yes. in a second, Captain. Okay. Uh, but there there are a couple of, of stories that you don't hear much about of upheavals at some of these concentration camps where they managed to, to turn the tide to and get tide. out and, and not only escape but overrun yeah. uh, a couple of these camps. It's, there are very few told stories, but it did happen. A lot of stories. Yeah. Okay. Now, Pantone has the unofficial call over what colors will be trending soon. And do they Are they the unofficial call or do they set the official I think they're, they're that's the official color. When they come I, I out, mean, are they yeah. the official? They it's almost like you know, uh, yeah, what the crop is going to be, or right, the, exactly. the crop report. This is the color report. Yeah, so it, it would be, yeah, definitely that. All so right. what what colors would be trending soon? And they've just made their predictions for spring of twenty twenty. I wonder if it's going to be orange, yellow, and red because those are the colors of the pants that I just bought. Okay, you're hoping? Yes. Holding out hope. I'm going to say not one of those colors <laughs> no, is on there. No. Last year, if we remember back, am I correct in thinking there were more earth tones? They chose, I, you know what, I don't remember because we've, we've hit on this a couple of times. And so they pick uh, the season's color or the year's color? Uh, this is for the season. So okay. I, I have the color palette for spring, summer of 2020. Okay. And, uh, and by the way, so this is Latrice Eastman. She is the executive director of the Pantone Institute. Uh, and there's there's a number. Yeah, of I col- just chuck a dot at a boy. <laughs> <laughs> there are a number of colors on here, and I don't. It kind of runs. It kind of runs the gamut. No, they explain it. Yeah. I mean, because they have interesting names. But I usually thought they would pick one color and say, "This is going to be the big one." To this watch. is the color. Put all your money on uh, brown. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so the color palette of spring summer 2020 infuses heritage and tradition. With a colorful, youthful update that creates strong, multicolored combinations, as well as energizing and optimistic parents. What a bunch of crap. What are the colors? <laughs> the 12 colors that Pantone highlights. Ladies and gentlemen, the 12 colors. Yeah, 12 of them all together, Kathy. Well, because usually, they, well, then I guess maybe afterwards, then then they announce the color of the year. Because yeah. it's never 12. So, yeah, exactly. So they're anticipating what uh, spring, summer will be next year. Yeah. So uh, Flame Scarlet. Flame Ooh. Scarlet is going to be big. Oh, red, just like I said. There, there you Kathy. go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the first one. Flame Scarlet is a vivid red. We're, by the way, they're pulling up pictures here in the studio. It looks of, kind of like a, like a bright orangish red. Right? Yes, I guess so. It's hard to tell, man, because with photographs, you never know what kind of resolution you're getting. And 
unless it's actually on that piece of paper, you know, that, that you'll see when you're checking, you know, like, paint colors right, and so right, forth. Right, right, right. I never really know. So, yeah. It's fierce. <laughs> Flames. Scarlet. Also, the monitors Pierce. that we have here in the studio, the colors are a little wonk. They so. make up their own colors yeah. from time wonk to time. Wonk is the no, new color, too. Now, also, Kath, uh, Casey, saffron. Oh. Saffron is going to be a big one. Oh, what is that, Press? Ooh. It's a yellow hue, Casey. <laughs> did, did you guys plan this? Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't even look. But so far, two for two, Kath. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're going to be the most in-style you've ever been in your life. <laughs> Keep going. All right, and then there's orange peel. <laughs> no! <laughs> you're lying, right? No, it's a little further down the list, but it's not It's not the next one. But orange peel. Yes, Casey. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm done. Not, I'm done. done I'm going to leave. You're I'm a fashion leave. plate now. You know where you are? And this is what, uh, at, at the bitch box thing the other night, Terry uh, from... Uh, Terry, yeah, Terry Myers. Yeah. yeah, Terry Myers. He told me I was on point with my shirt. Oh, you were on point. You. Thank you. Yes. And Casey, you're with your colors. Yes. On point. On point. <laughs> on point. Now you just have to wait a year to wear them. Right. <laughs> All right. Then you have uh, classic blue. Oh, my God. I just bought blue sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Biscay Green. Biscay Green. What's that? It's reminiscent of tropical water. Okay. So Mm. kind of that turquoise. Biscayne Bay. Bahamas uh, water look. Not right now, but yeah, Bahamas water look. Biskies. Uh, Chive (laughs) is another color that is going to be hot in the spring and summer. It is a sophisticated shade of green. I'm not liking really any of these colors. (laughs) Uh, Then there's Faded Denim. Faded okay. denim. Yeah, and it says just like your jeans. Okay, faded denim I'm okay with. Like a grayish blue. Yeah. Kind of like my, Pretty. Je- my yeah. jeans right now. These are these are kind of faded. Yeah, man. Lift your leg up. I can't see. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you yeah. stand up? Yeah. <laughs> put, your, right. put your foot up to your ear. And let's see what else are going to be the colors of the spring I summer. I think this might be my favorite, the faded The denim faded jeans? Well, yeah. denim. I think we have similar taste then. Uh, mosaic blue, which I'm not sure what that... Uh, Looks like we're pulling up photos. Mm-hmm. That looks yeah, there's a little bit more. Um, what would you call that color, Kathy? Like if a it... bluish green. Bluish green. Okay, yeah. I call that like a mosaic blue. A mosaic. <laughs> uh, sunlight. So there's your light yellow, Casey. I like uh, sunlight. Is nice. It's mm-hmm. a little more muted, less neon yellow. Right. Uh, that's something I would wear for say a light and frilly patio party. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, coral pink. Carl Pink? Yeah. Coral. Oh. <laughs> Coral. Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. Carl. They're all pink on the inside. <laughs> Carl says they're all pink on the inside. Perfect. <laughs> Coral. Oh, Coral. I Coral see. Pink. Coral. It's very pastel-y yeah. looking. Who is a um, great uh, trapeze artist. Uh, pastel Ladies and gentlemen, the great pastel <laughs> <laughs> There he goes. And now for my next three. Quadruple summer song. We don't get to play the trapeze artist music that often, do we, Casey? No. <laughs> That's uh, it's the great Pastelli. Pastelli. The great Pastelli. Um, cinnamon stick is going to be another. I do love cinnamon sticks. Uh, another big color for summer. That's which the is brown that Steve was talking about. Spring and summer. So I think earth tones. And listen, if anyone knows fashion, it's me. Uh, I think that earth tones are overlooked often. Mm -hmm. I think they can look really good. Okay. And then the last They look um, earthy. Earthy, yeah. The last color on this list is grape 
compote. Great compost. Compote. Oh. Uh, which it's calling a futuristic lavender. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. Yeah, I like uh-huh. that too. This is like complete opposite of last spring where we had like all the fluorescent neon colors. What was the final winner last year? Was it asparagus piss? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what last year was. like year's. a light... What the main color was? Yeah, I don't know. You know me. I usually you like I'm beat, on point beets. Yeah, you like mm-hmm. beet, beet piss, right? It yes, because it looks pink. <laughs> looks like you know, like like you peed a lovely rose. I think the addition of urine to colors has a nice muting effect. So honestly, they should take a take a note from your toilet. Oh, okay. So we were talking about the color of the year, or that's what I was thinking of anyway. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Okay, so These are the colors of spring and summer. So what was the color of the year for 2000? It looks like it was a coral color. 19, yeah. Pantone's color, uh, vibrant start. Um, Living blah, blah, blah. coral. Living coral. Okay. So coral is still in there, but this time around it's going to be coral pink. Now, do all pink. these colors retire to like a special home at the end of their careers? <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Um, so anyhow, uh, Casey's telling me we need to wrap up. Oh, damn we, it. We do have a guest coming up on the program. We had a beer that I can give away. Yeah, I saw, man, like, you stacks some, and stacks of some, beer. What do you call them? Beezers? Yeah, some Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, just give me, uh, we'll take caller number 18. Got some free beer for you, my friend. And you will receive a case of Yards Loyal Lager. Crisp, clean, and refreshing. Philly's hometown lager since 1994. Yards has been loyal to Philly. And Philly's been loyal to uh, Yards, so they uh, brewed a beer to say thank you. Pick up Yards Loyal Lager wherever Yards beers are sold, including Windsor Distributing in Hamburg. And like I said, call number 18. We're going to set you up, 215-263-WMOR. Uh, when we return, we have a, a very interesting guest. Yes. Uh, a series coming up about uh, or featuring uh, Viva Video, which is out of Ardmore. And we'll get to the details. Pretty cool story when we return. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Steve, I know you're, you're one of the biggest uh, cinephiles I know, biggest movie fans. I'm a lunatic. Uh, but I have a feeling this guy is, Has me beat. is a bit over the top yep. in his knowledge uh, because it's what he does for a living as far as, um, you know, uh, engaging people about film. And Casey, when did you, when this, uh, he come on your radar? Um, so there's a there's a gentleman that I know that I, I kind of grew up with. His name's Jim, and uh, I went to grade school with his sister. And he put uh, this guy on my radar. He reached out to me via Facebook. Um, he's known of Miguel for a while now, okay. and, and so he's like, I, I listen to your show. I I think this guy is right up your alley, and he's got something really cool that's um that's you know coming up, and uh, you know I think he would be great for you guys. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get the details from Miguel. It's a it's a show called Viva Video, the Last Picture Store, and it's about this shop, Viva Video in Ardmore, which is. It could be the last video store in the country. I'm not 100% sure, but let's welcome the owner. It's Miguel Gomez. Who yeah. is here. Hey, Miguel. Hey, Miguel. Hey, Miguel. Hey, Miguel. Hey, Miguel. Hey, Miguel. Hey, Miguel.
Kel. How yeah. you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks so, for having me. Was that correct? Um, mostly. Mostly. So okay. the, the store is Viva Video, the last picture store. I think the show got retitled Midnight Rewind. Okay. Um, okay. So, so the show itself will be called something different. But um, but yeah, it's going to be amazing. I All right. Wires <laughs> Midnight Rewind. Here it is. And it's on Sci-Fi, right? Yeah, Sci-Fi. It'll be on at midnight on Saturday. Okay. And are you the last video store in America? We're not. One of the... We're not the, okay. the last one, but there are, there are not terribly many. There's yeah. there's scant few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they, they talked about the last, uh, there was a, a blockbuster that was still kind of independently being run yeah, in Alaska. Yeah, there's just one, one left maybe in, is, is it in Oregon now? I, I think maybe it was Alaska. Yeah, but there's just one blockbuster left. But um, what did it for me was seeing a little teaser for this show and how cool the shop is. And the fact that you guys hold regular movie screenings yeah. of some kind of offbeat films Definitely. and discussions and things like that. So it's a cool place for people who are into off the beaten path film entertainment to get together and hang out. That's exactly what we're going for. And really like what, what the show was. So basically James had been to some of our, uh, he's been a customer for a long time and he's, um, Seen our screenings and and liked sort of the vibe that we had. I did like an all night VHS festival for our two year anniversary, where he showed movies that were only available on on videotape. Okay, had a bunch of people you know spend the night there. I think we had fifty to start. Only seven made it through the the whole night. <laughs> but, you know that's all right, you know, especially for for what we were showing. And uh, he wanted to sort of make a TV show with that, and so it's basically a screening show. All right, and one of the things that I that I find really appealing about your business is that you have. Over 17,000 titles. We do. On DVD, Blu-ray, and VHS. And Mm -hmm. as accessible as we think things are now with streaming and so on, there's stuff you can't find. There are things that you may have seen one time and you're like, man, I wonder if that movie's still around or... Or maybe you can't remember, and you're a good source to find out what that was. Certainly, yeah. You know, and that, there's, and I know this well because I, I will hunt down their particular films, and you've got to go through a lot. I'm always loath to purchase something that's, you know, previewed because you can't tell what that what the quality is going to be. It could be scratched. It could or be scratched or screwed but, up or whatever. Yeah. But so so it's hard. So I give you credit, especially since you have this pool of people who are into all these different films and titles keep coming up, yeah. and you keep adding. And it also, to me, these kind of places are, are you know, this kind of idea is great, because uh, it's been likened to Kevin Smith's show, you know, Comic Book mm-hmm. Men, and and uh, that this um, that vibe, where you just get to get to hang out cool. with like-minded lunatics and have a great time. And that was the idea. I feel like a lot of people are missing that, that fun experience going and, like, chatting up movies. Like, yeah. it's such a, you know, like, a movie is is one thing, but the whole experience of, of like, enjoying it with somebody else or, like, whether whether you liked it or not is it, just a more full experience. And it used to be part of the dynamic. You would go, you yeah. know, yeah, this is not, this is not it just basically years ago. We're not talking, like, in the 20s, you know, like, no, when, yeah. remember when silent films? No, <laughs> no, this would be a common thing. You would go and you... The, the person behind the counter, Quentin Tarantino, got started. Totally. His whole adoration of movies started behind the counter at a video store. I grew up in this area where your store is. Oh, is cool. this the old Suncoast video? You, we're right next to where the, the West Coast was. West Coast. I, I was okay. actually, um, so TLA, did you know TLA down the road in, yes, in Bryn Mawr? So I ran the TLA in Bryn Mawr. I was like the buyer for the chain of like that, like, you know, Philly independent, like, mm. uh, video store scene. And I bought as much of their inventory as I could when they closed up and opened up my own shop. Oh, cool! So yeah. you brought it with you. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's really something cool when I when I look back at my you know days uh, as a 
videotape renter. You know, we first started at the Video Vault in uh, Prospect Park. That's not there anymore. Uh, and then our local Rio's became a, uh, a place where you could rent movies. But, like, that was... You know that was what we would do on a, on a Friday night. Like as a family, you would mm-hmm. go there, and there was there was four kids, and you know we would you know, usually rent two movies, and and it's sort of agree on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you sort of had to like rent by committee. It's like all right, you know, yeah. like you you would yeah. go find them and, and hope that like the, the big movie was still in. Well, that's the thing. You mm-hmm. had to strategically plan. Hey, make sure yep. you swing by before this time. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. What we want is not going to be there. Yeah, you mm-hmm. had to, you had to you had to play. You did. It was there was there was a bit of gambling involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there used to be a guy that would drive around in like an ice cream truck. What? That it was he drove around the main Where? line oh, and yeah? you could call him. I don't know cuz I think it was before cell phones. I don't know if he had like a home base and he would make a list for the night, but he would pull up to your house with whatever tapes were left. No way. And he would ice cream sell- truck with movies? Yes. <laughs> that is the greatest. <laughs> but you could, you're, you're obviously, your inventory would, would, would be limited. Exactly. I mean, it would have to be a really big truck. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so with this, you, you, you start to accrue all of these things. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's funny now because I've seen there's some apps that now, um, they, they sort of replicate this the look of old VHS mm-hmm. tapes. So you can put that, that filter on videos and things like that with uh. the play, rewind, the graphic yeah. and all that stuff. So how, how in demand is, because VHS is not a really stable format, yeah. but how much in demand are VHS tapes? So, I mean, the, the tapes that we have are mostly there because, because VHS is and will forever be my first love. You really? Know? Okay. So, so, yeah. And because there's plenty of things that are just not available on digital yet. Um, I mean, like early Scorsese films, you can only get on, on tape some of the short stuff. And we've got that, or like Bertolucci flicks, or like '80s horror type things. I, liquid, so yeah, you're right. And I can tell when stuff has been duped over from a VHS and they put mm. it on a DVD or a Blu-ray because yeah. now Blu-ray, I think, has sort of become if you're a real mm-hmm. if, you, if you love all the extra stuff, oh, they'll yeah. throw that all on. And like, um, you know, there are different companies that specialize in that. But yeah, there, there's there are things like I've been looking for a movie for years with Ron Silver called Eating Italian. Are you familiar with this movie? Eating Italian? No, yeah, it, tell me about, about this. It. One. I love Ron Silver. But. Yeah, an alien comes to Earth. This big hulking guy, and he's coming here to eat Italian people the same way you go out to eat Italian. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. And, and that's the whole. He sounds so he's, like a blast. He's going yeah. out to eat Italian people, and that's the whole okay. premise of the movie. Well, I that's, can't find it. And was I'm, it ever released on di- on on any physical? Media I saw now? it late night on okay. like uh, Cinemax or something. Okay. And I've always yeah. wanted because it was pretty funny. I thought it was it's a comedy, obviously, sure. yeah. but uh, I can't find it. And I'm, you know, oh, man, I, I've called in all sorts of. Re- it's it's great when you see something you've been looking for for a while. Oh like, yeah, there's like, something about that hunt. It's just oh so my much god, fun, you know? that's half that's half the thrill. That's got to mm-hmm. be what fuels oh, yeah. you in so many Absolutely. ways. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. What's what's a holy grail thing that you're looking for that you, you're still having trouble finding? Oh geez, I mean, I think a lot of folks are uh, are eager for <laughs> for that Jerry Lewis movie that oh, is the, finally going to come. The day the clown cried. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, that I'm I'm excited for the day when that finally gets released to us. So that's where he plays a clown in a. We're talking about a death camp, and he is a clown who performs for the children that are going to be Jerry Lewis, right? Jerry Lewis, and he he, he, and it's this one that he. Never want really. He never thought it was terrible. Re- I think like only Christopher Guest has seen it. Like basically, <laughs> you know, like it's legendary. Pals, yeah, but wow. um, I think he. It was maybe um, after he died. He said they could release it after okay. some amount of time. And so I think it's in like the the archive, the like, National Archives in DC or something. And I, I forget what the year is when they're going to release it. Is how many people do uh, rent VHS tapes from you? VHS specifically, yeah. um, not many. Okay. I mean, you know, like you know, uh, a handful a week. You know, like maybe like two or three a week. But okay. Yeah. 
Now, how about these screenings? Uh, these these showings oh, yeah. at, at the shop. What uh, give us some titles of of the type of films so, know, so we get an idea. Let's see. Right now, we're doing um, uh, one of my, one of my employees, Brian Way. He's been my my longest standing employee. He's running a film series called like State Street Movie Nights. What they call it. And they just showed they showed Total Recall for the last one. Um, Both and uh, we, no, just the original, just, just the original. The original. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. We generally show the original. So so he'll show sort of things that that are like a little bit you know somewhat forgotten, not fully forgotten, but and then having a discussion group afterwards. In the past, like I like to do really like oddball foreign stuff. So I've okay. shown like maybe the strangest thing I've done is there's one called Decasia. That's a film composed entirely of like decaying film yes. stock. It's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And we played that outside, like big speakers booming. I didn't have very many people, but but I don't know. It was you know I think it's Probably the strangest thing that's happened publicly in Ardmore. Do you go for real trippy stuff like Kiana Scotsy and all that? That's... Yeah, yeah. Kiana Scotsy's great. I've never showed that, but I showed um, uh, uh, Samsara by the guy that did Baraka, who is the cinematographer for, for Scotsy. <laughs> so your, your stuff is, yeah. Yeah. But with that, it was considered a little bit more avant-garde. Yeah. What, what, what's your guilty pleasure mainstream 80s <laughs> you know i i guess i uh i'm pretty upfront about all my pleasures so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would not call any of them guilty okay um, i would say um kindergarten cop is tied for my favorite movie and i watch wow. it every new year's every new year's at midnight <laughs> start the year right yeah it's the best it's perfect perfection <laughs> it's wow just wonderful. Yeah. What, 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 all right what's so great about it i'm everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um just the casting of arnold is just so insane that there's this this movie with kindergartners, drug dealers, like, taking over the school. Like, the drug dealer tries to burn the school down. Um, there's a shootout in the locker room and everything. Ferrets. It's, it's just, you know, yeah. ferrets, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, Arnold's lines are amazing. And it's a movie that, like, just doesn't make any sense that anybody would have wanted to make it. But it just works so freaking well. It's the director of Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, like, Reitman did it. It's just so much fun. It's, it's one of those that you would think, like, like oh, like, like whatever, Kindergarten Cop, Arnold being a... A kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Well, that they would make sense. They were throwing concerts. And what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So many good lines. I, yeah. I, oh my god! It's Linda just, Hunt. Linda Hunt's amazing. Yeah. She's so good. After he punches that guy, and she does that that bizarre punch <laughs> on her own. It's so yeah. such a weird punch. It's such a strange one. And it, it's it's just great. It's, oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's one that like I've watched and. Like, I never get tired of it. I would think, okay. like, after 15 years of watching it every New Year's, I would get tired. But By the way, the villain in that movie is also the villain in 3 O'Clock High. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I love oh, 3 O'Clock High. I think I'm, one Halloween I'm going to go as him. <laughs> but I, I, a Quentin Crisp. But, you know, we'll, we'll see when it happens. i got to put my hair in a ponytail. There are some movies that uh, that I've been watching for basically my whole life that, I'm, that I won't get tired of. Um, and one movie that came out in 1985... Uh, I think still holds up and stands the test of time, and that is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love that movie. If I had to watch one movie on a loop for the rest of eternity, that is that is like a top three possibility. Pee Wee, yeah, it's so good. It's, it's so funny good. you're coming from avant garde, you know, yeah. European <laughs> cinema <laughs> yeah, to so... Kindergarten Cop and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I mean, if well, it's great, it's great. Yeah, it's like, you have to like it. look at other movies that came out around that time, and I mean there. I you you barely even know that this is an '80s movie. Um, you know, if it wasn't because, like, even like the car that he drives in with, um, yeah, uh, like that's it's a '50s car. You totally. know what I mean? Like, so 
Um, I, I, I don't, and, and like Tim Burton with with the colors, he was so creative back yeah, then. Like yeah. everything, like all the homemade effects and homemade like devices, like yeah. it's just stop motion being used. When, <laughs> yeah. when, when he turn, when like Large Diamond? Marge turns and looks at him, that's a stop anim- That's a stop motion claymation. The, claymation the greatest thing, yeah, yeah. museum exhibit I ever saw. I went up to the MoMA. They had a Tim Burton exhibit, and they had the eyes, Large Marge's eyes, <laughs> no in way! a case. And I thought I'd I'd gone beamed to another dimension where Duh. things are the way they should be. Where we celebrate that uh, uh, as high art. So so you're, uh, you can join, you you can become a member of the different different packages? Yeah, so, so I mean, you know, we have like half and half people rent just by the movie, and some people do like a monthly plan, um, and then they can take as many things as they want, no late fees type thing. So, so what local, I mean, you know, we have people like, you know, we have M. Night Shyamalan on all the time, mm-hmm. and he is he is a massive movie fan. Right, have you ended up on the radar of some celebrities? So, uh, well, Pierre Robert has uh, a good bit at our store and bought a book. Actually, he normally buys, actually. But, okay. but yeah, I've known him since the previous <laughs> He probably thing. never returns yeah. it on time anyway. He so. absolutely does not return. We paid <laughs> we paid thirty some dollars for a movie called The Willies one time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was such a terrible movie. Mm. Thirty five dollars for the Willies. But, but you know that whole joy of when you would be you know, it used to be that kind of thing. You'd walk around, you would spend like at least I would, like, mm-hmm. okay, I have my my it's the weekend now, I have my my movie viewing time. Oh. My selections have to be good. And you would go and and you know you'd look at the box. You go back. You go back and check it again. And that was that, totally. that was a joy. It was like like what you used to you know like a, a Tower Records used to have that mm-hmm. same sort of vibe. And they made a documentary on. Yeah, on I haven't that. seen it. I would really like to watch the Tower. It, it's documentary. really good. Tom Hanks on Colin did it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Miguel Gomez. Uh, Viva Video uh, is the name of his shop in Ardmore and is going to be featured on Sci-Fi's Wires Midnight Rewind and the season premiere. Is it the stroke of midnight coming up uh, on the 29th, so this weekend? Um, is there, in your opinion, is there such thing as a bad movie? Um, or anything you would rank as like, wow, that was that that's just bad? Um, so for me, bad is is something that is boring um, to me. Okay. To me, anyway. So, so okay. like, I... I really don't much... Ca- so the two types of movies I don't care for are... Um, like British period pieces, like Howard's End. I really hated the I, the the Merchant Ivory stuff. Or like Downton Abbey, you cannot drag me to go see, see <laughs> okay, that. So you know? just that subject but matter does not. Entertain it just you. doesn't do it for me. And okay. you know, honestly, I, you know, I see a lot of the the superhero figures over there, and I just can't do. Doesn't work for you. Superhero can't do them. I find like like the tension just doesn't like. Like it seems like they only dis- they just tell you when a battle is over. Like there's there's no no sense to me anyways. Like are there so any like, like yeah any superhero movies of of the Marvel I mean, movies? Do you do you the, appreciate the Marvel them? ones? I, like the Avengers is the one I hate the most. Really? Yeah, so, yeah wow. absolutely. I haven't made it to the end. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But yeah. Yeah. Do you like something like The Watchmen or V for Vendetta or I, I didn't love those. So much. See, okay. I I'm not huge on that. Like very like like. Troubled macho, you know, type okay. thing. Like, like I feel like that vibe just doesn't do it for. Me. I love, the, like, actually the original Batman. Well, not the originals, but the Tim Burton Batman's. Mm-hmm. I like the creativity behind. That. I mean, you you okay. throw a rocket launcher on a penguin's back. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, you sign me up. You know? Okay, um, and I do want to watch the Thor Ragnarok because the director of that one, uh, Taika Waititi, is this this uh, New Zealand dude that these like amazing, like the most sweet hearted. Like like heartfelt comedies. I mean, he's doing one called Jojo Rabbit soon. That I'm yeah, it's it's, it's it's out. It's it's yeah. uh, he's he's he plays Hitler in it. it totally. And uh, uh, and he also did what we do in the dark too. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah which totally. Is very. And the fun. one that I'd recommend most, Boy. If you haven't seen Boy, is <laughs> is just absolutely incredible. So so, so okay. Listen, yeah, yeah. that's there. That's why there's multiple flavors. We're a massive yeah. a massive fan of of where we are now with with the uh, with the. Uh, 
the superhero films and, sure. and what, what they're able to do. But uh, so what what is your genre of of most joy? So, um, I mean, I, I love horror, but like I guess what I like most is just sort of. Um, I've seen so many movies at this point that like what I like is something that's that 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 I haven't seen before, something different. So it can really be most anything. Yeah. And um, what's the I most unique like horror movie you've seen recently? The most unique that, uh, that really did it for you. Um, let's see. I mean, well, what the one that I even I just saw saw last weekend? There's there's a place called Philomoke in the city that's yeah. really amazing. Um, they're they're closed for the moment and have a GoFundMe to to reopen. They're they're one of my favorite places in in the world. They did a screening of Deep Red, which is a '70s horror movie by it's Dario awesome. Argento. It's so good, it's awesome. And they had freaking uh, Goblin, the the band that scored these '70s yeah. Italian movies. They brought them over and they played a live score to to Deep Red and then did a Greatest Hits concert afterwards. It was it. Incredible! <laughs> and I cannot even tell you how good it was. So, so um, are you a fan of, of, of Italian horror, Dario Argento? I, yes, Dario and is just Mario as, Bava and all those. Um, guys. You don't know, listen to Bava to tell yeah. you the truth, yeah. but um, I like his spy movie, Danger Diabolique, is the greatest, and a bunch. I mean, I, I like a lot of stuff, but Dario Argento is really the the bee's knees for me. I no, like his, he's great. He's so colorful. Like I, like I met brought, him a couple of times. I met, yeah. You know, what? And yeah. Like, and, like talk to him. Like, yeah. Him? yeah. Where? Yeah. How? Yeah. It was. It was at a, there was a horror convention up in Albany, New York. Okay. And um, my friend had just done a collection of uh, the covers, a book that was a, a tribute to the guy who did the covers for Famous Monsters of Film. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was there for that. That's awesome. And I got to talk to him. That's so, so cool. I, I fanboyed out a little bit. I, I I paid to get a picture taken with him at a Fangoria convention in New York. It's the only the only like autograph or picture I've ever paid to get taken was one with one with Dario. Um, people often ask me if that's my dad because I, do, I don't think I have any pictures of me with my dad. <laughs> yes, but but I got one with Mario. Me and Dario. Yeah. So, so yeah. I love my dad very much. It's not that I don't like. Do you uh, do you collect memorabilia or anything like that, or posters or um, I, posters definitely and anything. Kindergarten cop that I can run across. Like, I, it's, it's, so, it's so great that you love kindergarten. Oh my god, cop. it's so good. I, you know, dude, <laughs> yeah, New Year's. Like, I'm telling you, it's the way to go. Do you have props from? The I, film? I don't what have do any props. Have? I've got. I've, I mean, I've really only got a couple. I've got a hat. And I've got this really ill-fitting sweater that looks terrible. It's like too wide for anybody, but not tall enough. So like, like it's it's the best. I, it's been ages since I've watched that movie, but I do remember how disturbing the mother character. The scene in the pharmacy, in particular. What, I don't remember, specific, but I just know the dynamic it, between the mother and son, and yes, it's mother. It's really and, creepy. You know that clearly she was a psychotic totally. mom as well. Who's that actress? Yeah. Because she's famous. She, she was. Uh, I don't. Oh, was it um, Carol Baker? Was it Carol Baker? I think you it might have been. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't know. Miguel. I shouldn't. I, I know. I know. I think you're right, though. I think it is. It might yeah. have been. I'm not like sure. Kathy Moriarty's in there as like one of the moms. Oh, and um, they all Pamela they... reads the. T- I, I think. I think it is Kathy Baker. I can't, you know. And they all crush on him. Because, be, yeah, because he's, <laughs> yeah, because he's. Cause, I mean, who's sexier than Arnold? Nobody. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very it's very well, funny. Man. I love this. That your video store lives by five rules of movie positivity. Yeah, you. But the that employee is talking about Brian just wrote up this 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 treatise re- recently about about it because like yeah like I said you know like I mean I was I was talking about things that I don't like but generally like I'm I'm happy whenever you know whatever anybody's you know joys are they should they should enjoy them and so, and Brian has gone all in on that really. so the, he, the, he came the, up with this the thing. list is uh, number one art is subjective there's mm-hmm. a good rule number two Definitely. listen more presume less mm-hmm. number three converse don't argue mm-hmm. four encourage rather than insist and number five respect above all else yeah you know Brian Brian's rocket I I take I can take no credit for that that was all all him. 
Uh, by the way, he had. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to reveal. He had. He had tweeted in to, to have you say who your favorite clerk is at the store, <laughs> and then he says, and oh. then tell him it was for and me. And then tell you know, I. you've already mentioned him a couple them times. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brian. Is, let me. I can. I can. I mention really briefly. Please give your whole. Yeah. Dan is awesome. He's kept a list of all the movies he's watched since he was eight. He's which is like crazy. I can't imagine having the foresight at eight that I was going to be this obsessed with anything. Right. Um, so like that's that's pretty great. I've got Paul who like uh gives like a long term donation of his Blu-ray collection. Yeah. And that's wow. that's that's all in our stuff. Yeah. Steph is just like the greatest. She's she keeps me keeps me in line, make sure I don't have too many piles around anywhere. We've got John just started who's yeah. cool dude. So awesome. I, I, I think, you know, the show, it looks, I saw a teaser for it. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we're showing They Live, by the way. They oh, really? The John like Carpenter classic. Yeah, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the season premieres at the Stroke of Midnight on the 29th. So Saturday going into Sunday? Mm, uh, yes. Exactly. Yes, okay. Yep. Um, and I think one of the biggest appeals, at least to me, is that you guys have over 17,000 titles. If there's something you've been wow. looking for. Like so much stuff. And like not even like things that you would think are right. Like like the original cuts of Star Wars. You can come see Han shoot first, you know? Yes, yeah, right. Like, the way it was meant to like, be. Exactly. You know, simple stuff like that. Like, Or as they remove, like, you know, the Michael Jackson episode from The Simpsons, you can still watch it at a video store. You know? So if, you, if there's something that you've been dying to find, you'll be able to most likely find it at Viva Video, uh, the last picture store, 60. West Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore. So, yes, Marissa? Just a lot of people want to know, do you have porn? Uh, I do. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, we keep it it's, hidden. But, is it behind but a fair. beaded curtain? Or? Behind a curtain? There is a curtain. I wanted to have like a beaded one and maybe a smoke that, machine. That's the you way know? you got to yeah. have it. But it's just a regular curtain. You got to have things that you, you're not, you don't see the wow. other guy in the peripheral. Yeah, you know, there yeah. you go. No. Yeah. That's part of the atmosphere, honestly. It's, it's you know, part of it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people don't realize they do because, it's, you know, like I said, I try to keep you. And honestly, these days, where do you find porn? <laughs> By the way, Miguel, if, are, are we hoping that this gets picked up as a series? That that is the hope. That is the okay. hope. You know, so, so yeah. then then people need to tune in. Yeah. Absolutely, to tune yeah. in and watch. Well, you'll yeah. you'll be Let's our. I know you like it. Our go-to uh, movie. Yeah, freak. Can, can you be our uh, consultant? Oh, if absolutely. We, if we have questions about yeah. movies. Oh my goodness, of course. Done deal. Boom. All right. All right well, good luck with everything, well, man. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. <laughs> awesome. Let's give it up for Miguel Gomez. <laughs> Viva Video and Ardmore. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I'm going to do a bit of a butt plug here. This is for uh, Mars, who is one of our um, assistant producers here. Uh, She's done some work with the Philadelphia Museum of Contemporary Art, and they were recently closed by the city and are in the process of being rezoned, so they put up a GoFundMe. You just mentioned that, and, yeah. uh, Yep, and so we... Do you have that information, Marissa, if you post it on the website? It is. It's right there on the community events section of WMR.com. All right, perfect. And the fundraiser is going to go towards uh, rent utilities for the space that's being properly reconstructed and get up to code. And they recently did the, uh, the Eagles promotional video, uh, for the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. And they do all kinds of stuff. Art gallery shows, comedy acts, theatrical plays, film screenings, and uh, concerts and so on. Uh, so I wanted to mention that for, for Mars. And, you need uh, places like that. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And we're going to do The Bizarre File right now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Delaware Valley University. The Delaware Valley University Masters in Criminal Justice is 100% online. You can apply now and start this spring at delval.edu slash cj. 
Well, after being arrested, an accused serial flasher told Florida cops, and I quote, and he uses the whole word here, I'm just an a-hole. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is an argument. Robert DiGiacomo was collared Thursday after he was spotted driving through the parking lot of a Target near his Tampa area apartment. Giacomo was subsequently arrested in the parking lot of an adjacent Sam's Club store. Uh-huh. Originally charged in May after multiple women reported he exposed himself and pleasured himself while in his vehicle outside of various businesses. So were most of these department stores? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, Target and Sam's. Okay. Uh, when Giacomo failed to appear for a June court hearing, a judge issued an arrest warrant for him. In announcing Giacomo's bust, the sheriff's office noted that when the defendant was asked about the alleged incidents, he would only advise, quote, I'm just an a-hole. What can I say? Uh, it would have been funny if his pants were down and he was bent over and he was, like, talking with his butt cheeks like Ace yeah. Ventura. What can I say? Uh, he was booked into the county jail where bond was set at about $2,500. It's like his catchphrase, Preston. Police in Argentina have arrested members of a gang of drug dealers accused of smuggling cocaine hidden inside plastic penises. Oh, boy. The cocaine-loaded members were sold by dealers operating in the red light district of the city of La Plata. A video showing 10 of the phallic containers was released by police following a bust on the home of a Peruvian couple alleged to have led the organization. Police said that they seized more than a kilo of cocaine, half a kilo of marijuana, and the cocaine-loaded penises at the home of the couple who manage a Peruvian restaurant called Little Corner of Peruvian Flavor. Was all that in one penis? No, not all of that, no. Uh, The gang's alleged leader was already serving time under house arrest at the moment of the raid. According to investigators, hours of telephone intercepts revealed that the gang and his clients used special code words for their phone transactions. A grandmother represented 10 grams of cocaine while a baby was 5 grams. Wow. So one client was overheard said, say, uh, said uh, saying, I'm sorry, send three grandmothers to my house. And then a reply says, three grandmothers and two babies? You uh, snorted a whole baby? That led police uh, to seven raids in the district of which uh, five men and three women were arrested. All right, here's a Florida story Hi, for you. Mom. Uh, thieves left a trail leading to a stolen barbecue grill trailer and the arrest of five people, including a man with three active warrants, and that was Jim Bob Bearden, by the Jim way. Jim Bob Bearden. <laughs> Old yes. Jim Bob Bearden. Three active warrants. Yep. Uh, a barbecue drill trailer was, grill trailer was marked for sale on Sleepy Hill Road, where the owner had chained it and flattened a tire as a precautionary measure against thieves. I don't want anyone stealing. The Post said, to be fair, this was not the most difficult crime to solve. Both the victim and the deputy simply followed the trailer tracks <laughs> left behind. <laughs> Jim Bob didn't think it through. I'm, I'm an a-hole. What can I say? <laughs> Dep- <laughs> Deputies followed the trail to a nearby mobile home. Where they spoke with the homeowner, the homeowner was, quote, 100% cooperative and told deputies they could search anywhere in his property. During the search, a deputy found a black tarp hanging between two trees, and behind it, they encountered a man who said his name was Josh. Josh, who later turned out to be Jim Bob, told deputies that a man named Tommy had had him push the trailer behind bushes. Why'd you have to look behind the tarp? 
Jim Bob pointed to a blue tarp in the backyard. Whatever you do, don't look behind the blue tarp. Where underneath, deputies said they found the stolen trailer. You look behind the blue tarp. <laughs> deputies discovered that Jim Bob had three active warrants on a slew of drug charges, including <sighs> possession of methamphetamine. I implore you not to look behind the green tarp. Uh, Jim Bob was arrested. <laughs> so who stole the trailer? Deputies say the thieves were identified as Tommy Parker and Daniel Parker. And the barbecue grill was and trailer was returned to its owner. Damn old boys is idiots. Mm-hmm. Florida man, <laughs> Florida man. That's as classic of Florida man stories you can get. All right, do I have one more? Yeah, time shorty. For one more? All right, a shorty. Ah, damn it, I have a really good one. Okay, uh, how about this one? Uh, officials have a warning after a Colorado Springs woman put an injured bobcat in her car inches away from where her child was sitting in a safety seat. Uh, Play with the bobcat. The warning that the officer said was uh, sent was, don't pick up wildlife. The woman spotted the injured adult male cat while driving, wrapped it in a blanket, and put it in the back of her SUV. No, dude, it was a bobcat. Oh, yeah. It's Not just adorable. Aw. No, absolutely a boy. It's just a boy. They're adorable, Preston. A boy about three years old was in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> and agency officials told her to get her boy and herself out of the vehicle when she called to ask what to do. Why? Because of the full-grown bobcat? Wildlife manager Sarah Watson responded to the call, opened door. Have the bear pull over. And slammed it shut when she spotted the 20-pound cat inside. Jesus. Watson used a trapping device to remove the animal, which was hissing and resisting despite being uh Despite severe internal injuries and paralyzed rear legs, they had to put the cat down, obviously. But this woman put it next to her three-year-old kid in the back seat. You don't mind. Just keep playing with your rabid raccoon. <laughs> and that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. So we're making an announcement, I believe, right? When we come, when we come back. Oh, when oh. we come back. All right, we'll make an announcement when we come back. It's a concert announcement. Oh. I think you'll like the information, yes. We'll take a break and return shortly. Make sure you don't stray too far, all right? Get social with Preston and Steve in WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Studio Day is a chance for high school students to explore Newman University's programs in digital media, broadcasting, and production. You can use Newman's radio and TV studios and meet media professionals like Marissa Magnata and Andre Gardner. Studio Day is Saturday, October 19th from 10 till noon on Newman's campus in Delaware County. Discover how cutting-edge technology and industry connections can launch your career. Come to Studio Day on October 19th. To reserve your place, visit neumann.edu slash Studio Day. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We were just having an off-air... Um... Rambo First Blood, or what was it, that second movie called? Rambo uh, Part Two. Was it yeah, Rambo? It was called, was it so the first one was, blood. was the first. Blood. The first. The first movie was just called First, first blood. blood. Yeah. yeah. Second one was Rambo First Blood Part Two. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, Casey had some questions about it. <laughs> I'm doing and admitted. Yes. It doesn't hold up. It, it does not. I mean, I hold a there's a you know a special place in my heart for that movie. Uh, but I'm doing with Rambo what I did with all the Avengers movies, and I'm watching them all in succession, getting, getting ready, ready for Last Blood. <sighs> well, God. the good part is you the one you end off with is Rambo, which I believe First Blood and Rambo, the mm-hmm. most recent one, are solid. What I what I remember is I don't I didn't really care for the third one, so maybe I will like the third one more than I like the second one. Where did the third one take place? It's in the Middle East. It's in the, it's, Middle East uh, somewhere, the yeah. Mujahideen and uh, the they Russians. S- and- so they send him out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's- out there. Where is the Middle East? <laughs> it's in the middle of the East. 
And if you, you remember, like, not the top or the bottom, right? Right, exactly. In the middle. Yeah. If you remember, at the end of First Blood, the first movie with yeah. Brian Dennehy, this is a song with words at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And him singing, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, it's Stallone singing. Is right? it him? No, I don't know if it's him singing. Right, I might be wrong. Okay. It's like it's a long road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. To Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the typical 1980s end of the sad movie. These are not the best times, but they're the only times I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> he starts singing Billy Joe. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, let us know when, you, when you're when you done. Yeah, and, I want to uh, see it. And yeah. you get ready for the, the new one that's out. Came in third at the box office. But Downton Abbey is up there. Downton Abbey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that wild? Yeah. Yeah, that it, that Downton Abbey did that well. Downton that... Abbey did very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, it was a nice. I think people were um, they put a nice promotion behind it. Um, I don't know. See, but, Sly should have come on our show. He, if he had to come on our show, I think that was the key. Even the cast, they, the movie company admits that we had everything to do with that first place. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, or something. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyhow, we we could talk about Rambo all day long, <sighs> and none of it would make sense. But we're going to move on, and we're going to ask today's lesson question. Wait, are we doing that now? Yeah, yeah. we're going to ask today's we're lesson question, and we have a pair of tickets. See, see uh, Mark Maron. Ah, October 10th at the Miriam Theater. And so the question we will ask this morning, going back to our earliest question on the list, Bruce Springsteen, it's his birthday today, is moving out of his comfort zone in his new movie by playing what role? All right, so what role in the new movie is Bruce Springsteen playing? Wow. Steve mentioned this. Do you remember it? I don't. Okay, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> this goes from early this morning. Maybe somebody was listening and they happen to know. And that's why we ask this question. Somebody really pays attention and listens to the entire show usually has a chance to win this. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and let's see what we got. Steve, what stories, please? Well, tremendously talented producer, singer-songwriter Mark Ronson telling Good Morning Britain that he identifies as sapiosexual. Ronson says that is that he is sexually attracted to intelligent people of either gender, especially guys with 11-inch IQs. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Fortnite gamer superstar Ninja believes esports and video gaming could be in the Olympics by 2028. Ninja says he was encouraged by the Olympic Committee's recent decision to add Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> oh my God! Finally, rumor has it that the romance is over for Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter after just six weeks. While the two will remain the best of friends, they both agreed they needed some time to let their tongues heal. <laughs> <laughs> That's really All right, thank you, Steve. We may have stumped the audience. I don't know. Sometimes I'll we'll look at questions like, "Should I try a really hard one today?" Or you know, I don't even remember. Every now and then you get it. You have a gimme, and uh, I will throw those out from time to time. But uh, now we got a couple calls in, and we'll, we'll try this. So the question is: Bruce Springsteen is moving out of his comfort zone. In his new movie, by playing what role? Two one five two six three WMMR. I'll go to Robert. See if he knows the answer. Hey, Robert. Hey, good morning, fellas. Yeah, uh, I rock. Hey, Thank thanks, you. man. So, what uh, what role is uh, Bruce Springsteen going to be playing? I recall you guys talking about Bruce Springsteen with something to do with Broadway. 
We, well, we did, but that unfortunately is not the answer to our question. The exact question you. was, what was something that we talked about that <laughs> thank you with Bruce Springsteen? I appreciate you trying, Brian. Yeah. Uh, we'll go next to, or whatever your name was, because this is Brian. <laughs> hey, Brian, how you doing? What up? Brian, what role is Springsteen going to be playing? Ant-Man. There yes. he goes. It was Ant-Man. Hang on, whatever your name is. Brian, we've got for you a pair of tickets to see the one and only Mark Maron, who's going to be performing October 10th at the Miriam Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale now at KimmelCenter.org. All right, we're going to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! And this morning, music news brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salis University. The Pennsylvania Ear Institute offers quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best. For more information, visit salisuhealth.com slash P-E-I. Foo Fighters have released <clears throat> excuse me, an EP titled 00050525, live in Roswell, containing a June 18th, 2005 concert that the band played in Roswell, New Mexico, where UFO allegedly crashed in 1947. Uh, the group has shared the EP to mark Storm Area 51 Day, which was this past Friday, and saw several uh, hundred conspiracy, conspiracy theorists assemble, not several hundred, We're actually. <clears throat> At the gates of the family secret of airbase. I was talking to Kristen Herman here, who works in our building. Yeah. Uh, she said she went there. She went She went expressly for that reason. She went to it. So it was like 50 people. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's what she said. Oh, yes. my God. That's less than we heard. Uh-huh. So Dave Grohl's record label, by the way, is named Roswell Records. And the Foo Fighters name themselves got that. They got that from a term used by Allied aircraft pilots in World War II to describe UFOs. Foo Fighters. Yeah. That's what that means. Uh, the EP features seven songs, including renditions of Monkey Wrench, All My Life, and 10-minute version of Stacked Actors. Huh. The band also shared an accompanying poster uh, detailing proper behavior at Storm Area 51 Day, including control yourself at the barbecue, should you encounter extraterrestrials, be polite, and, of course, rock out at all times. I could advise. I mean, there, I think there's a lot of people out there that are sort of disappointed that there was no storming of, um, of Area 51, but I, on the other hand, am grateful uh, that there aren't that many stupid people that uh, because there was you know oh to try of, yeah. and do something like that it's, yeah it's, I know an, it's an active military base yeah. so those yeah, stormers see, would have been shot yeah mm-hmm. exactly but I love Steve's idea organize it start now get together have a party make it just a thing you know yeah. and, and have music and and a la yep. Burning Man some kind of big. Uh, item or, or a prop that that is the focus of the event. And, uh, yeah, yeah, have a good time. Big alien, a big spaceship, something so yes. compelling that actual aliens would want to attend. And if there are, and if there are people that are serious about, yeah. you know, the belief or not the belief of, but the the discovery is of aliens, the line for beer, <laughs> ET would be first in line. Uh, yeah, have yeah. an event. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on, Metallica's second annual All In My Hands Foundation Helping Hands Concert and Auction is going to be held on Saturday, March 28, 2020 at the Masonic in San Francisco. Uh, just like last year's event at the same venue, the show will celebrate the band's All In My Hands nonprofit foundation, which was launched in 2017 to help create sustainable communities by tackling the issues of hunger and workforce education and encouraging volunteerism. 
Uh, the first All Within My Hands Foundation concert was held in November of 2018. It raised $1.3 million, and that went to food banks in cities that the band played on its uh, current worldwide tour and carefully selected community colleges throughout the country. So they're still doing good. Tony Cornell, daughter of Chris Cornell, has shared her new song. It's called Faraway Places. The track was written by the 15-year-old artist when she was 12, and the recording was produced by her father in February of 2017 at their home studio in Miami just three months before Chris's death. Have you heard any of it? I have not, and unfortunately we're having all kinds of technical problems this morning, so really didn't even look into getting it. I remember a while ago we played a uh, a clip of her singing with her dad on stage, and she can sing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Tony previously lent the song out for the use in the short film Faraway Places, which is currently touring the festival circuit, uh, the film festival circuit. Proceeds from the song sales on digital music services will be donated to the New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. How does she spell her name? Is it T-O-N-I or T-O-N-Y? Do you know? Let me go back in the trash can Sorry. T-O-N-I. All right. I, uh, I may be able to grab it. Um, grab away. Grab away. And what you say the name was called? Far Space Away People. Yeah, if you want to hear it, we can, um, I have it. It is called Far Away Places. She has, a, she has a, a lovely voice. It's not crazy standout, but at no. that age, uh, she could definitely work that into something pretty awesome. So, um, moving on, Jimmy Page has revealed that a Led Zeppelin biopic has been discussed. This could be good. So, on the order of a Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. Uh, and I would assume it would end with the death of John Bonham, and uh, you know, or when they played Live Aid. Or they didn't play live. Oh, that's right. Well, wait a minute. Did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But John Bottom wasn't around. He was dead. <laughs> yeah. Just got every concert movie ends up playing live. Live Aid, no matter who it is. <laughs> no matter who it is. No. Uh, during his recent chat with Uncut Page. Paul, let's play Live Aid. Uh, gave the perspective project a slight mention, but kept the discussion light and vague, saying, It's been discussed. There are always people trying to make money out of Led Zeppelin. In Siberia and L.A., there's probably a meeting going on right now. <laughs> he said, well, I have to ask Robert Plant if he'll play me, see how he gets on. Page went on to say that he pretty much has no interest in putting uh, Zeppelin's story up on the big screen in that manner. He said, I'm too busy with real things to care about uh, things that won't come off. What would I want to do for a film? He said, listen to the albums because it's all on there. And then happy birthday to the boss, Bruce Springsteen, 70 years old today. Wow. 70 years old. Earlier this month, Bruce premiered his new big screen concert film called Western Stars at the Toronto International Film Festival. 
Movie hits theaters October 25th. And prior to that, we'll have Fathom Events screenings on October 19th and 23rd. Um, Those is special screenings like in movie theaters? That's it. Correct. Yes. All right. Uh, just want to be sure on that? I want to be sure. Uh, Bruce's latest album, also titled Western Stars. Wouldn't it be great if he had reverb no matter yeah. where he yeah. went? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, two oh, Big Macs, <laughs> orange fry, and an apple pie. Uh, also, so... Pie. His latest album, also titled Western Stars, peaked at number one in the U.K. and entered the Billboard 200 at number two. He's got a horse on it. The collection, which is his 19th studio set, is his seventh to not feature the E Street Band. So it's just solo Bruce in this particular one. So happy 70th to Bruce Springsteen, man. Wow. What, what, when you're Bruce Springsteen, what do you, what do you ask for for your... Your birthday, like a laser pointer or something? Yeah, <laughs> something that you can play with. I play with that. A little cat goes crazy when you use that thing. Runs around the house. Yeah. Clawing and scratching. Yep. Balling up and hissing. Maybe he would appreciate that. You never know. All right, I have two concert announcements. How about Whoa, that? Yeah. Okay. Concert announcement number one, Wednesday, January 22nd. At the Union Transfer will be a show that MMR rocks. It is The Glorious Sun. Ah. Yep. Yeah, wrong button. There it is. <laughs> I heard that. I'm like, was that Woman. Wonder Woman? Glorious Yep. No, this is Glorious Sons. We just played yeah. Sawed Off Shotgun earlier this morning. Uh, so tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. There will be a pre-sale on Thursday. I want to be normal. I want to be sane. Uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And the password and information is available at WMMR.com. So take a look when you get a chance. And that's uh, Wednesday, January 22nd, Union Transfer. The Glorious Sons. Now, the next concert announcement. This show will be at the Met. At the Met. Uh-huh. Great venue. And it will be Sunday, November 17th. Uh, this one I'd like to get to if I could. Uh, MMR is excited about Sting. Sting! Coming to Philadelphia. And he will uh, be performing his My Songs catalog. On Sunday, November 17th, and tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Who's in his band these days? It's a good question. He's always got great musicians. I don't know. Hopefully his drummer, Omar Hakim, I was a huge fan of. Branford Marcellas was in the band, too. Yeah, probably they were probably for the recording of this album, were they not? Yeah, Dream of the Blue Turtle and, and, uh, yeah, for this album. But I'm not really sure who's touring with him right now. But... He, he does not shy away from playing police music live as well because oh, good. Good. It, it was his. I mean, he he wrote yeah. that. You know, he he. I remember years ago we had Stuart Copeland on, and, and he's like, "Look, it was Sting is the reason we were as big as we were." He said, "What we found out was, or what Sting found out is that Andy and I were just a nice package uh, for him to put right. his music into, and it and it made it it made it even better. But it right. was Sting that wrote the song, so he does not shy away from playing that stuff. Playing that stuff." Uh, so, Marissa pulled up a set list of some of the titles that you'll find on his My Songs uh, track list. So, if you love them, set them free. Every Breath You Take, Demolition Man, 
Can't stand losing you. Fields of gold, so lonely. Shape of my heart. This message, is a great song. Message in a bottle. Walking on the moon. So there's a lot of keeps going. A lot, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it keeps going and going and going. So the video for this, I always loved. You remember this video? Yeah, they were in like this post-apocalyptic. Uh, yeah, mute pile of guitars yeah, and drums yeah. and, and wind blowing and garbage blowing out. Yeah, him. yeah, it was a pretty cool video. It's crazy. So even Bruce thought it was nice. <laughs> I have tickets before you can buy them. A pair to caller number twenty five at two one five two six three WMMR. So once again, tickets go on sale Friday at ten a.m. Ticketmaster dot com, and uh, the show itself is going to be on Sunday, November seventeenth at the Met. So caller twenty five, we're going to give you those tickets. Two one five two six three WMMR. We have another break to take. We will do that very thing. Come back in a second. Really, really cool trip to give away for the Word of the Week prize. Do not miss the details coming up next. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Good Mess. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com keyword local shots. The Good Mess. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks our world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So some thank yous to do. One in particular, and that was our main guest on the program today, a guy named Miguel Gomez from Viva Video. Yeah! The last picture store in uh, Ardmore. And why did we have somebody from a video store on this morning? Because... There is a show on sci-fi. It's called Wires Midnight Rewind, and they're trying to make it a series. And it's about Miguel's shop and um, the interesting nature of that. And, in fact, the interesting um, customers, like one Mr. Pierre Robert, who has been known to shop there before. I love that store. Yeah. And uh, they call it the last video store. Yeah. Um, and he's great. And I'm thrilled that you had him, had him on. Super nice guy. Really nice. Well-versed in the world of uh, not only uh, movies, but mainly Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> he loves. Which is his favorite movie, which is pretty wild because he also enjoys all this really esoteric stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. His, his knowledge is vast. Yeah. Right? The, the great thing about, you know, what were video stores, and there are a few of them around, is the same thing that make um, record stores cool. Hmm. And I would like to see a resurgence of, of course, I'm dreaming, I'm sure, but I'd like to see a resurgence of video stores like uh, we've seen a slight resurgence of record stores because I used to go into one um, on on Rittenhouse Square that uh, we worked with a lot, and they would recommend, I, I said, oh, I want that one. Well, we don't have that one. You've got to try this one. Yeah. This movie's great. And it's they, the original, like, you know, uh, when you go to, like, Facebook or, or YouTube and things you might like, right. this is the original of that. Right. You know, this is, it's, there, there's no um, algorithm. It's just a, the, the human right. brain algorithm. It speaks to that humanity, though, that human one-on-one touch. And that store, the last video store in, uh, in Ardmore, still has it. Uh, and I love that you had him on, and I highly encourage people to go there and rent some videos today. Last mm. picture store, close. Last picture store. Uh, Viva Sorry. Video. And, Viva video. Uh, yeah, so they're going to have this show on, Pierre, this coming Saturday night at midnight. Uh, is and it at the store? There? No. Well, that's, that's the store. Yeah, that's oh, where okay. it is. Yep. Okay. 
No, but uh, you'll be able to see it on Sci-Fi, wow. which is pretty cool. That's so. so cool. But uh, thank you to Miguel for being here. It was really nice to have him in, so it was cool. Um, we need a letter from you. We've got a really, really cool prize this week. I prepare. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. You should get a shirt that says that on it. I bathe often. I prepare. <laughs> the Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by The Letter. Jay is in Journey. All right. And we have a trip for two to Los Angeles for the premiere of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Wow. October wow. 6th through the 8th. The trip includes round trip airfare, two nights lodging in Hollywood with daily breakfast for two, passes to the premiere, and more to come. The Netflix television event, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, starring Aaron Paul, will launch globally on Friday, October 11th from Sony Pictures television so we give that away on friday man pretty cool did you have a good weekend yes very good um wonderful saturday went down uh to see um shinedown ah uh, right in atlantic city at the hard rock how was that it was great fun and uh brent was there and jackson was there uh we don't uh, jackson doesn't you know make a uh concert trip that often so it was great fun the three of us were carrying on uh and having a lot of fun and the band was incredible then uh, last night uh, was Rancid over at the uh, Electric Factory, or whatever they call it now, and um, and that was fun with Pennywise and uh, the English Beat. Oh, the English Beat. Were touring, or at least two of the remaining members are touring. Uh, and um, who else was on that? Suicidal Tendencies. And, and Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. And uh, Marissa and I were there having fun. They, they really, it was one of those... Some of those punk shows started at like four o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> and Rancid was on at eight thirty or eight forty, and done by nine forty. <laughs> That's know? wild. It was yeah. just like you know, their songs get... are short. Well, their song, <laughs> and they did mm-hmm. thirty five songs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of like seeing a Ramones show. Um, but it was Rancid is just so much fun, and uh, I jumped in the mosh pit, and I I have some audio. I don't know if it came out or not above me in the song in the mosh pit, but it was fun. You ran away, like you sprinted away, and I thought you saw somebody or were running off, and then you came back drenched. And you're like, I was in the mosh pit. It was awesome. So I'm glad you had a good time. Reached out to pat me on the shoulder, and she instantly withdrew her hand, like, whoa. Like, ew. 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 like ew. yeah. I wasn't what expecting Kathy it. would normally do. <laughs> Recoil completely. <laughs> wow. Well, it's Jam Pack Weekend, man. Jam and Pack. I'm sure you got a Jam Pack show today. Well, indeed I do, and that is the perfect segue, as we say in radio, uh, for uh, a conversation to continue in the form of what I will have <laughs> on the program today, which I would now like to elaborate upon. All right. And elaborate, you, we sir. are so excited at the prospect of what will be told to us when you illuminate us as to what is happening on the show later on. Well, this pleases me to no end that you are excited about those things which I will offer on the course of the uh, next uh, several hours, which I will be blessed to be on the air. What the hell's going on? I I have money, shark. Yeah, baby. Well, the sharks will be attacking at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., but in a good way. Um, I also have tickets for Collective Soul. It's next week at the Parks Excite Center and going to be great fun. MMR concert. I think Jackie's broadcasting from it, um, and I will be there, and uh, we'll have tickets and meet-and-greet passes, I believe, all this week. As you just mentioned, and Steve beautifully imitated, it is Bruce's birthday today. So he uh, will be celebrated in a workforce block for him. What's your favorite period of Bruce's uh, artistic arc? Wow. I am still early Bruce. I still love all that Asbury Park. 
I, 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 that's not my favorite period, though. I think yeah. I start River, not so much Born in the USA. Oh, now I really have to put my thinker on. on Everything that. up to I think Darkness on the Edge of Town, and including Darkness on the Edge right. of Town, is my favorite period. Cool. cool. Yeah. Well, we shall uh, bounce back and forth. Uh, between uh, stuff of Mr. Springsteen in the workforce block and Joan Jett had a birthday yesterday. And then because uh, I think we officially turned to fall at 3-something in the morning this morning, uh, we uh, will do an end of summer and welcome to fall block. All right. So that's what we got. All right. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve show runs on Duck and also Winter Airport parking the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Uh, tattoos day tomorrow, so somebody's going to get a Preston and Steve tattoo. We will continue the Money Shark love and see what other, what other things we can get into. Yes. And we'll see if we get the return of Nick. Don't know. We'll find out. Uh, that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. See you, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. It's going to be a hot, sweaty, ball sack week. Next message. Kathy, slut friend, do 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 do. Kathy, slut friend, do 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 do. Kathy, slut friend, do do do. Kathy, slut friend. Next message. Just because you drive a fancy car does not mean you have to act like a tall, tall. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.